Blog Talk Radio. Nice, light, healthy snacks. 
my goodness. Okay, so what am I? Oh, this also this week. Uh, you know what? I had. Um, I'm gonna have to share with you guys. Another time. I had like this opportunity come to me, and it's. I'm gonna tell you. I'm. I'm gonna tell you guys soon what it is, but it's like, it's really. I'm really nervous because I said yes to it. <gasps> Dang it! I'm so nervous. Okay, I'll tell y'all now. Okay, like, I'm supposed to do this uh, modeling thing, right? And you have to do, like, runway. And I'm never, I'm like, I'm not going to walk. <laughs> you want me to walk? <laughs> but I decided to do it, you know, just to take away the fear. So I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited. It's, like, late April. I'm really excited. I'm kind of hyped. It's, that's really good. I'm, I'm scared about it. You know, because I don't want to be roadkill. <laughs> no, we're not going to be roadkill. That's definitely not happening. But I just, I'm like, ooh, I'm just a little nervous. So, it, so I'm really, I kind of, I'm excited about that a little bit. And my classes have been going well in there. So that's my week, guys. That's my week. So what else? I, I really, this week, I, I don't know. It's not really been. You know how you have one of those, it's like an exciting week, but not so exciting week. I got a new gadget. <laughs> it's like, it's for, because, you know, I exercise where I exercise at is it's in my garage. And so I have, like, you know, some exercise equipment. And I'm like, and it's like a, a heater and a cooler. <laughs> and I like it. I'm just, I love gadgets. Damn it, I love gadgets. You guys are like Carlotta. You are crazy. I'm telling you, I'm just trying to tell you about a little bit of my week. So yeah, I like it. It's really cute from HSN. It's really sleek and nice. It's like a fan and a heater together. I love it. Yeah, I don't have anything else for y'all. Y'all like, is it? What about it's a word? Okay. My it's a word this week is. I really didn't have. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I really didn't have one. I really didn't, but I started thinking about this, and I said, okay. Something, you know, my it's a word, for those of you who are new and tuning in, my it's a word is always about something I've been through during the week or something that I'm currently going through. And one of the things this week I feel as if I'm really – in the midst of learning and understanding sometimes because sometimes I will, <laughs> I sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes I will go all the way around the thing to try not to do <laughs> do it the hard way. But here, I guess this is what my lesson is, I feel like, this week. Sometimes you just got to do things, do, do things the hard way, you know? Sometimes you do. You know, yeah, and you just got to understand you got to go through the storm or you got to go through things um, that are like you got to walk through like a trial or a test, you know. And sometimes it, it, you just have to battle it out, you know. And, you know, my north nose in Capricorn, people always say that Capricorn, people with their north node in Capricorn, one of the things is they, they have, and I think I have a six, is it my sixth house? Career house is in Ju- is, is, is it Jupiter and Capricorn or something like that, something weird like that. And they say that denotes that people have to always they have to always work hard or work through something. You know, you you one of your things is you're gonna have to 
work hard at whatever it is you do. So I'm kind of used to this placement, but you have to, you know, sometimes people, you, you can't take the shortcut, you can't take a final way, quick skate route or anything, and you have to just work through a situation and take it one day at a time. Seriously. And that's part of it, it's a word. But the next one is, as you're going through your trouble spots or your trouble times or whatever, your trial or your test, always recognize the privileges and opportunities around you. Because I think a lot of times, you know, I think about when I was a younger person and all the privilege, you know, how I thought something was so hard. And then when looking back at it, I'm like, dang it, I had so many opportunities that I just really missed. So sometimes you have to look around you when you're going through storms or your trials or whatever you're going through, and you have to look around you. And sometimes opportunity and privilege can be the smallest little thing. Just the, if you're a single mom, it could be something like somebody that's saying they'll watch your kids for 30 minutes a day. Okay, you get free a free 30 minutes to do something that you've been really needing to do. Or if you're a kid in college, you get a friend saying that who's really good at, um, let's say, a college algebra who's saying, hey, you know what, I can help you for 30 minutes a week. You know, just look around at your privilege. Or maybe you're a kid who's uh, back at home with your parents and you're mad because you're at home, but look at the privilege and the benefit in it. Maybe it's somebody who is currently going through uh, a breakup or a divorce and stuff like that and it's a painful situation or uh, and you're like, you know, I don't see uh, my anything good. Look for the good, okay? Look for what you can do in your situation. I always look for the privileges and opportunities around you because sometimes in the storm or in the test they come in the smallest of things, okay? And that's your it's a word. I don't really know. I don't have a big one this week, but that really is it, you know? And don't take them for granted because every day there is a privilege and an opportunity that I think sometimes we don't pay attention to. You know, like I realized that this week that I, like, you know, this week I was like, you know what? I mean, damn, you know, because I always, you know, I always think I'm going through when I'm going through a test. It's a, it's amazing how you can talk to friends and stuff and how they perceive you. I always look at how my friends or people around me perceive me, and you know, sometimes your 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 friends and everything can remind you of what what your what 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 it is around you that can work. You know what I'm saying? If you got a really good friend who, who can tell you, hey, you know what, you got it better than you think, or you got this going, or you can do this, or you can, do, you know. So sometimes it's good to get a perspective from other people about how, you know, how they perceive certain things because sometimes you think you're in a hard situation, but you're just not seeing that at the end of the tunnel there is some light. As a matter of fact, there are lights throughout the tunnel, but you may have missed the switch a couple of <laughs> a couple of uh, doors back, a couple of things back. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So sometimes we have to, you know, find our way in a situation, and our privileges and our things are much more closer than we think, and it's always small, little 
bitty things. Okay? And sometimes they're big things. You know, some people get the, you know, the big things. They'll get big connects. Like they'll have a friend of a, you know, a friend to help them get in some, or a friend of a friend to help this or something like that. Or somebody will know somebody and they'll help them move up. But for those of you who say, well, I never have that kind of luck. I never have anybody that knows me or somebody who just does this or something like that. It's always me having to work real hard. Well, even in that, I am telling you, it really there is off there is tons of uh blessings in that. I think it's story time. I thought I was through with this it's a word, but I guess I'm not. Okay. Let me tell my story. when I was coming from my first year of college, I my granny was ticked at me because I partied the second semester. It was really I <laughs> I did good, but I kind of partied, and my granny was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, you know, you're not going, <laughs> you're not going back to school till you decide, you know, or do, till you decide what you're gonna do or whatever, you know, or whatever." And I'm flighty, I, you know, so, so, so I was kind of, you know, so she made me um, stay at home, and I was looking for like a work, and I ended up working for Hallmark, right? And so in that. Working for Hallmark for years, I worked for Hallmark. And sometimes, you know, I would go there every day, you know, like days and I'd be tired. I'd be like, I do not want to get up and go nowhere to work or whatever. But when I'm looking back on it, like looking back, it wasn't until, and, and then, you know, even in it I saw the privileges and the blessings. I always call Hallmark my true college. Hallmark was really my true college because at Hallmark I learned about marketing. I learned about uh, business. I learned everything because I would always put myself in a room where people were smarter than me, right? And I would put myself in, like I was, you know, I was uh, working customer service. I was like a, a customer service specialist there, and I was ahead of the Red Cross uh, for our department. I was ahead. Uh, I did uh, worked on um something for the city where we was trying to decide what to do with downtown. I, I always put myself in places where there were people in there that were like way, had better positions and everything. But I learned so much. I mean, there's so much, so much uh, pri- uh, privilege and everything like that. So there was, hold, wait a minute, guys, hold on. We try, I'm trying to get something Okay, you guys. Are we having? We we may be having some problem with sound or something. So I'm gonna take a quick break. And are y'all having problems calling in or something like that? Okay, so um, give me a break real quick, and I'll come right back. Let's start it off with. um, I don't know. Let's start off with uh, Mary Jane girls in my house. I'll be right back in a moment. Okay.
All right, you guys. I'm sorry to disturb your Mary Jane girls. I'll play it a little later on. I had a little technical difficulty. Y'all know how I be going on here. <laughs> okay, so uh, listen, I am back. We are talk- You know what? I want to talk about two Mary Jane girls. I watched this last night. I watched this really before I get back into It's a Work. Y'all know how I like little sidebars, okay? This is a sidebar. Okay, so last night I watched it because I have this fascination with the like the 80s and the 90s Prince era. <laughs> like Prince and Prince, one of the things about Prince and Prince and Rick James, and I watched this little documentary uh, on Prince and Rick James. Last night I watched one, and I watched one the night before on YouTube, right? And it was so interesting, their little ri- their rivalry they had. But Mary Jane girls, was Rick James actually had told, because Prince had op- used to open up for Rick James when Rick James uh, years years ago. And Prince, Rick James had told Prince that he was going to start a girl group. And Prince went and started Mandy Six, and Rick James was really mad. But Rick James ended up start, starting Mary Jane Girls, and, you know, I mean, even though I love Mandy Six, you know who won. <laughs> My girls is Mary Jane Girls. Mary Jane Girls had, like, some of the uh, dopest uh, music out. So, but also... Um, it was. I, what, what else did he talk about? Oh, it also talked about Rick, the rivalry, how he got uh, uh, Tina Marie, and everything else. So it was really interesting to see how Tina Marie came into uh, B and how uh, I think Motown was getting ready to drop her, and Rick decided to take her on and produce some of her music or whatever. And then there's also, um, I mean, it's just like this cross cross thing between Rick James. And Prince, really interesting documentary. I put it up on the Carlotta Chatwish page to, uh, if you case any of you want to see it. Also, though, there's uh, like it's in their own words. It's kind of fuzzy and stuff like that. It's like an old video and stuff. But they also have it. Also leads into other. You know how YouTube gives you suggestions, and I saw another one yesterday because YouTube gave a suggestion. So it was really, really good. I enjoyed that. Okay. I just was reminded that of that when I was listening to Mary Jane. All right, so I was telling y'all my it's a word. I was in the middle of it's a word, and I was talking about when I worked at Hallmark, okay? So I was talking about privileges and seeing your your privileges and seeing your blessings and everything, you know. And while I was at Hallmark, I was talking about how Hallmark was put at, like, my college. You know, I was at work at, I worked on the Crown Center side, which is the retail side, okay? And in it, our office ran this this mall, which was owned by uh, Hallmark, and it was the op op like the it's considered the lobby of Hallmark or whatever. So, I did so many things there. I mean, I was a facilitator. I did so so many so many things, and I felt like I learned so much because I took advantage when I was there of the little little things, and man. I feel like I learned more there than I ha- than I ever had. I mean, I ever have. I mean, it was it was such a blessing. So maybe you right now you're going to work and you and you're going to some job and you're thinking, you know, this isn't really what I want to do. But there are, always look there are opportunities all around you at work. Everything, you know what I'm saying? A chance to grow, a chance to move, a chance to. Uh, uh, get yourself together There are always little things Even in something that you don't quite like But you may have to be there for a minute Always remember that It was that I didn't I loved Hallmark But one of the things is that 
I learned and there was so much there. That isn't what exactly what I wanted to do, but there was so much growth there, so many things I learned there. It was like a mini college education. So I took the privileges and the uh, and the things that I uh, that I had working for that company, and I learned so many things from the little privileges that I got from them. Okay, so same. That's what I so that's what I will encourage you guys to do. No matter what your situation, no matter what you're in, always look around for the littlest, minute things to be your, whether it's a privilege or a blessing or just an opportunity, right? And it, and it can grow you. Even for even if you don't see the growth in it now, maybe years from now, you'll see the growth in it. Like years from now, years from the time I worked at Hallmark, I found so, I found the growth in what I did there. I didn't know I was doing that much. <laughs> so it was, I mean, you know, it was really cool because it, it was a, here's the fun thing about it. I started working there because I wanted to work for Ticketmaster. I used to, because I love concerts. And I was like, shit, I want to go to, <laughs> I want to work for concerts. <laughs> I want to go to, uh, you know, uh, I want to go, I go to concerts all the time. What a great thing. And so this office happened to be over the, the ticket thing, right? And so I applied, just thinking I was just going to be selling tickets, but shit, I was doing, it was all kind of stuff going on. I mean, it was so many things. I mean, you know, uh, I learned to, uh, uh, oh, what, what was we, I would collect rent from the retailers, uh, give them their bills every month from the mall. So it was so many things. I'm telling you, I was actually shocked at all the things that I learned being a young girl at Hallmark about business and retail and so many things, I was it was it was it was pretty shocking. So many things, and then outside because you always it wasn't just one part of the company. You had several parts of the companies that you could go you could do. So sometimes I was a facilitator for uh, diversity groups, different group different things that we would have, or we had this program called Magic Moments and stuff like that for people who came in to work at Hallmark and so I was one of the facilitators that so it was it was always a lot of things and that's where I met I met famous I met a lot of people through Hallmark, but I met I remember one of my the biggest meeting the biggest most kinda the one that stays with me is this guy when I met Famous Amos, the guy who actually was Famous Amos Cookie, and I that's because I was work I was working outside side of my outside of my office at across the way at another another part of the office. And there was this older white guy who was over human resources, and I was one of the facilitators for Magic Moments. I was one of his facilitators. And we and he he was one of my favorite people in the company. He said, "Hey, come over. I want you to meet somebody." And I was like, "Okay." So I went over there to work that morning, and then in, in comes him, and I, I met him. It was a, quite the experience, and it was quite the talk. So I always remember some of the great people in business that I met there. Those were great opportunities. You know what I'm saying? So and even working at Ticketmaster, like you know. Like and this was I was working at Ticketmaster when there were sales like they were really selling concerts like I would be over concert sales and stuff like that it would be crazy like it'd be nuts like we'd have where you have people standing in line they don't have this anymore too much but you have people standing in line for two to three blocks long I mean and <laughs> it was so funny because we if you we wanted to go to a concert we were supposed to wait till after we never did. <laughs> We always print our chicken first. But anyway, but we, we always got people in the best seats. But I learned so much 
That's why I said it was just so many little things that I learned at that space that I hadn't planned, you know, that I went to not thinking I was going to be doing much. And it ended up being so I, I ended up learning a variety of things. And it's a place that has one of the biggest impressions on me to this day. So what I will say to you is that maybe you're in a little thing right now, whatever it is, whatever you're going through, whatever test, trial, whatever, always look for our or if your job's a test, whatever, always look for the little opportunities in it to bring you to, um, because they may help you later on down the line. So always remember that. Okay, I hope that y'all get it. That's how it's a word. Wow. I'm, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So when I come back, we're gonna talk about Biden. They up there talking about but y'all don't like. Y'all mad at Biden already? <laughs> uh. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, there was an article uh, in what's it from MSN.com, but I think it was in Business Insider about Biden's on the verge of making the same dangerous mistakes as presidents before him. Uh, this is interesting, and they they talk about a number of things. I actually, I think people can I say this? This is what I this is my problem with a lot of um, our people who voted Democrat because now y'all disconnected from politics. Now y'all just resting. Y'all think Biden is up here. He done signed about uh, 50 executive orders and stuff. Y'all probably don't know what they are. Um, he's been a very, it's been a very detached energy from Biden. I can feel it. It's like a detached energy. So um, we're going to talk about that when I get back. Plus, we're going to talk about Lady Gaga getting her dogs returned. Well, I knew. Let me tell you something. I knew when she offered $500,000 that somebody was going to return them damn dogs, okay? I mean, it, for whoever stole them, it was dangerous out there for them, especially if y'all lived in the hood. Because you know everybody be gunning for you <laughs> for half a million dollars, okay? And we're going to talk about uh, Mr. Potato Head going gender neutral. Y'all just going too far out in these streets. I mean, really. Seriously, y'all going to let Mr. Potato Head go general, gen, uh, gender neutral? And uh, Beta O'Rourke, call me psychic now. Yes, you can. I will take it. <laughs> Even though I'm not that psych- psychic. I, well, kind of. Oh, just a smidge. I'm a little bit of, I can, you know, a little, okay? But here's the thing. I could just read the tea leaves. And I saw Beto O'Rourke was going to try to come for Texas. What if I've been telling y'all they're going to try to make Texas blue? But Democrats, I don't know if you'll do it with Beto O'Rourke, but you might. Okay? And Eric Benet. Eric Benet on these streets talking about him and his relationship with Holly Berry and what he feels from his perspective made went wrong. So it's very interesting, okay? I'm going to talk about that and a whole lot more when I get back on the CC show. Meanwhile, let's start it out. Well, I was, I, y'all got to hear Mary Jane Girls. I wasn't going to, <laughs> I wasn't going to start with Mary Jane Girls. We had the technical difficulty. Uh, so that it is what it is. Okay, let's start off with um, one of my favorite songs by Eric Renee. I love this damn song. Harriet Jones, okay? It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta, and I'll be back in a moment, y'all. Would you listen, Miss Jones? Let me please come home.
some, I think some, not all Democratic voters who voted for Joe Biden, but I don't think they look too much at sometimes not all of them, but a lot of people didn't look at the, the uh, foreign policy and was looking domestic-wise. Um, I thought Trump was very strong on foreign policy, even though most people consider him an isolator. Uh, but listen, I think you, United States, this is my personal position, stretching out, being the world police, um, everything has weakened the United States. I think that uh, Donald Trump made some things clear, and Donald Trump was checking some motherfuckers, in my opinion, <laughs> that long overdue. And the business people of the world did not like it, or the powers that be. And so he was a little disturbing on that front. That's the only reason he's out of office now. It's not because he was a race baiter. Read Joe Biden's background. That's not it at all. Sorry for you people who think that. It was because the powers that be didn't like Donald Trump. Simple as that. And it doesn't go well for their ideas. See, a lot of United States companies, this is my personal opinion, Carlotta 101, have become very powerful, too big for their britches, also the American people, right? And now everything is, let's go towards a global world so we can sell more products to people. So now our CEOs and owners of big companies have become Quasi or semi politicians behind the veil. They're behind the veil, though the puppeteers. And so we and business, big business has always been kind of a puppeteer behind politicians. But that's what the people have to understand. Until the people do, do realize that, then you will have no understanding of politics, and you will have no understanding of what happens in your day to day. That's why I actually put that article we talked about a few weeks ago from Time Magazine. But talked about how the business people people got together to make a campaign, they say, I say quite the manipulation towards getting Donald Trump out of office, okay? And this is and, and behind those powers are always people with a considerable amount of power and money. And until we understand that this is how the world is run now, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, unfortunately, in my opinion, I think if you, if humanity stays the same, you're going to hear, you're going to see more uh, wars. You're going to hear of rumors of wars. You're going to hear of things escalating and tensions escalating because humanity is out of control, Okay. And that's that. So this is a very interesting thing about them thinking Biden could possibly uh, make some uh, more uh, mistakes. I don't. I actually think Biden is good. The mistake he'll make is that he'll be too soft. So uh, that you know, and he won't know how to balance um, the power. That's that's something saying Scorpio not knowing how to balance the power. We basically might get too drunk with it, in my opinion. So very interesting. We'll keep an eye on that right there. And Lady Gaga, okay, she, you know, prayers for her uh, dog walker. I think he was coming. He was in the hospital, but he was okay. He got shot. Why? And I'm, you know, this is a messy show. I'll be drinking and talking to y'all, okay? 
<laughs> uh, he got shot uh, while walking Lady Gaga's dogs a few days ago. Now, Lady Gaga put out uh, a $500,000 award immediately after her dogs for the return of her dogs, no question asked. I said, Lady Gaga, you ain't got to worry about a damn thing. You going to get them dogs back quick and in a hurry. Especially, I knew, I knew, especially if somebody in the hood got them dogs, I said, you know, if you live in the hood, $500,000 reward is like a bounty on your head. Your own damn mama and your own or your own damn family will probably turn you in. <laughs> and with no questions asked either, but it says Lady Gaga's dogs found safe after kidnapping where Walker was shot, okay? Uh this is according to NewYorkDailyNews.com. It says the Bad Romance singer's two French bulldogs, Gustava and Koji, were stolen Wednesday night when Orm Robert shot her dog. Robert shot her dog, Walker Ryan Fitcher, who is expected to recover. An unidentified woman turned Gustav and Koji over to Los Angeles police Friday night, the Associated Press reported. Cops said the woman was likely uninvolved in the attack and the pooches were unharmed. Gaga, whose legal name is Stephanie, Jeremanata offered a $500,000 for the dog's return. She is currently filming a movie in Rome. I continue to love you, Ryan Fisher. You risk your life to fight for our family, she wrote on Instagram on Friday. You're forever a hero. Okay, and Fisher was shot, 39 was shot once and left to die on a Los Angeles sidewalk Wednesday night by merciless muggers who made off with the singer's precious pets. Thankfully, Ryan is receiving extraordinary care in the hospital right now. The doctors expect him to make a full recovery. Fisher's family told Rolling Stones. A police investigation remained ongoing Friday after one law enforcement source told the Daily News some hallmarks of the Hollywood holdup suggested Gaga's dogs were targeted specifically. And I can see that if they've been watching the guy for a while, they probably watch him walk down the street, and there was rumors that he was telling, he was talking to everybody on the block and telling them that he was walking Gaga's dogs. So, you know, they probably have been watching him for a minute, okay? Um, so, you know, I'm assuming this lady going to get that $500,000 So she had nothing to do with it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, she about to make off like a fat cat. Now, mm, it's interesting. This is an interesting case, isn't it? A lady just happens to find the dogs, but she's not involved. Oh, this is interesting. She might not be involved. Maybe somebody she knows is. <laughs> and if you're the kidnapper and you have the dogs, you just dump them. What do you do? What do you? Yeah, you do. I think you do because it depends on where you live. You got a five hundred thousand dollar bounty. That was a, that was essentially a bounty on your head. Shit, I was I was about to go out here and look for Gaga's dogs. Shit, my ass would have been like John Wick. I was coming to look for them damn dogs. <laughs> I have a million dollars, my ass was looking for the dogs. <laughs> and if I seen them, I would have immediately be, I, I talk about snitching, I would be on the phone, police, 
<laughs> oh my goodness! You know what? That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm glad she got her dog back safely, and glad her uh, dog Walker is uh, doing good. Okay. Okay, y'all losing it out here with politically correct shit. I'm really tired. Now y'all wanna y'all first this week I'm gonna have to talk about y'all fucking with the Muppets later on in the show if I got time today because they fucking with the Muppets too. Y'all is not about to fuck with the Muppets. Muppets. Muppets is one of my favorite shows. When I was a kid, oh my god, I used to love the Muppets. I did. The two judges, I didn't know they were so inappropriate for little kids. They used to tell those crazy ass jokes. I didn't know until years later when I was rewatching the Muppets. I was like, oh, they were so inappropriate. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the Muppets. We don't have to talk about how they're trying to put political political correctness on them, too. Like, what the hell? But let's talk about Mr. Potato Head. Brand goes gender neutral, sort of. Hasbro created confusion on Thursday when it removed gender from its Mr. Potato Head brand, but not from the actual toy. And this is according to uh, usnews.com. I mean, it's a fucking potato. Does a potato have gender (laughs) in the first place? It's a potato. (laughs) That's the first thing. And you know, as a kid, I always wonder... What the hell did people, I never liked Mr. Potato Head, ever, ever. I, I never understood, and Mr. Potato Head, people don't get mad at me, Hasbro, but I never saw the point in Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> and I, I find it hard to believe that kids are actually playing with this shit today, See, seeming that at two they know how to work an iPad. <laughs> Hasbro created confusion on Thursday. I put, oh, listen, I read that part. The company, which has been making the potato-shaped plastic toy for nearly 70 years, announced Thursday morning that it was dropping Mr. from the brand in an effort to make sure all feel welcome in the potato hair world. This is so stupid. It's so, so stupid. It's such. It's so stupid. That set off a social media frenzy over the beloved toy. Later that afternoon, Hasbro clarified the tweet that Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head characters will still exist, names and all, but the brand, but the branding on the box will say Potato Head. So fucking stupid. It's just like Zendaya this week trying to correct somebody, gender correct. I'm going to talk about her little ass, too. Because I'm like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean you like both? Now, see, if you like both, we'll talk about her a little later. She tried to gender correct somebody when they asked her what kind of man did she like. We'll talk about that and what she tried to do. And, and, you know, I, I say that, okay? But while it was announced today that Potato Hair brand name and logo are dropping the Mr., I am proud to confirm that Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head aren't going anywhere and will remain Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, the company tweeted. Many toy makers have been updating their classic brands in recent years, hoping to relate to to today's kids and reflect more modern families. It's a potato, said (laughs) Mr. Meyer Jarisky, editor-in-chief at Toy Review site, the Toy Insider, but kids like to see themselves in the toys they are playing with. Barbie, for example, has tried to to shed his bond image and now comes in multiple skin tones and body shapes. 
Listen, when I was a girl, I loved Barbie dolls. I can't lie to you. You know, um, my great-grandfather, my, I, I, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I was the only child, my mother's only child, and I was raised, uh, I was I, at that. I was raised with by my grandparents. My great grandparents helped. Listen, and you know, I was. I'm a, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I was a little spoiled. <laughs> I was a little princess in the. <laughs> you know, and my great grandfather between my great grandparents and my aunts on my dad's and my dad's family and my mom's family <laughs> and my mom and my mommy and all the you know everybody. I, my my toy stack was lit. <laughs> I used to have so much toys. It was it was ridiculous. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I wish I would I would try to say I did. Some I know some people who didn't have as me and I, but I really did. I used to have just a lot of shit. I'm not gonna lie. And one of the a lot of the shit that my grandparents would get. I love Barbies and I collect Barbies to this day. And you know what? One of my favorite dolls, and I hate I can't find it. My mother always talks about it, too. My mother, she's like, you should have kept that doll. My mother bought me this Christy Love doll, and damn it, I don't know where that doll is to this day. That was my first, I think, was Christy Love my first black doll? I think she might have been. Christy Love, my mom bought me, and uh, I don't know where, and I had, then I started, I had a few black Barbies. I had a black and a white kiss me because I used to love that kiss me Barbie when I was at the Barbie stage, at the Barbie beauty salon. <laughs> you guys are like, that's a damn shame. I had the Barbie kitchen. <laughs> no lie. <laughs> I had <laughs> I had the and my grandparents, you know, they they I I mean it was it, it was you know. It was a little, it was a little ridiculous, right? But I, I love Barbie, so I used to have a whole lot of Barbie shit, okay. And I even got that ugly Cabbage Patch doll. You know, remember when they, the Cabbage Patch craze was out? I did not ask for a Cabbage Patch doll. I was not even fucking interested. But my mom and my grandmother went around like I asked for one, <laughs> and they got me this. I still have her. She 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 was born on November first, like me, which is weird. They got this they had a little birth certificate and everything. It was a big craze in like the eighties to have a a carriage. They were the ugliest little dolls to me. I just stuffed her up on top of something and I never paid attention to her again. <laughs> but that's I mean, I so kids I and I hated Mr. Potato Head. I never liked Mr. Potato Head as a kid. You couldn't even bring Mr. Potato Head around me. No offense. I was just not interested. I was like I didn't see I didn't as a young kid I didn't see the point of Mr. Potato Head. I I just did not. I did not see the point. <laughs> but I did see the point of Barbie dolls and I understand making Barbie ball dolls less about the blonde Barbie and more about Barbie Barbies are so diverse now. I have so many different Types of Barbies. Barbies are so diverse now, and I love that about Barbie dolls. Okay, Barbies come in all like they they even you know they even making special uh, Barbie dolls now. You know, collectors and stuff like that for collectors. So, and some of the most rarest ones are the are the uh, Barbie dolls of color. So, yeah, you know, I I I, I was a big toy person. I loved toys when I was a kid. I you know I didn't even think. And but the, here's the thing. You know, my attention span, I'd, I'd play with a toy for a little bit, and then I'd be, ah, I'd be over it. 
my grandmother hates that, but I would be over it. But the seventy, I just I remember Mr. Potato Head, not too much caring. But Barbies, I can see them making those changes for Barbies. And I know with Barbies now, they have uh, a lot of gender-neutral things and stuff like that going on. I mean, have a lot of things going on with Barbie. I think was there a gay cannon or something like that, something weird. I forget. But, you know, I, I understand that. But it's saying, um, I, I, here, here's the thing. They said glad and LGBTQ advocacy groups applauded this genderless toy potato. You know, I don't see the point. I don't think there should be a genderless toy potato. It's a fucking potato. (laughs) And I think that people are going too fucking far with their political correctness, okay? Here's the thing. Some things in life are are oddity, and some things are not going to be right up available. And my thing is... Don't force your way onto other brands and things like that. Just create another brand. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't understand why to why to start forcing this neutral, this gender neutral thing, <clears throat> which sounds very 1984s to me. It, it sounds like a way, in some senses, to remove sexuality. It's the, it's the beginning of removal of sexuality in some ways. And I know that's hard to believe in such a sexual world today that we could actually begin to remove sexuality. But I can see it coming with stuff like Me Too, and that's not to knock those things because, you know, um, Me Too has a very good uh, base is of helping women who have been abused. But the problem with Me Too and campaigns like it is that it will believe it will kind of wreck people's lives sometimes without really hearing both sides. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, like I said on here, so-called victims lie. Sometimes. Okay? And, and when that happens, it can ruin a life. And so, but we have these, these uh, of so much of this political correctness as far as sexuality is concerned, people being able to show normal care and stuff like that. Now people are even scared to say the wrong thing is such a crazy world we're living in. And, <clears throat> I mean, the kids, I, the younger generation, in my opinion, I, I think we have to take the time and encourage them to watch things like or, or read things, or at least watch or George Orwell's 1984, or at least um, pay attention to uh, 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 the uh, stories where your rights, the things that you do every day that seem so normal, how they can erode by rules and regulations. And you can end up with something very strange. You'll end up with a society that is very strange, okay? More like a totalitarian, authoritarian, or total, I can't, I never can say it right, but authoritarian society or something like that, you don't want that, okay? So, and I think that's kind of, could be where we could be headed, okay? Uh, let's see, let's see here. Uh, Beto O'Rourke. <sighs> I know, I live in Texas and I'm going, please God, no. So, you're like, I'm an independent. I don't like Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> uh, you know, um, but he's talking about 
doing govern being govern uh running for governor of Texas. This should be interesting. Uh could he do it? I don't think you know what, here's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if he does do it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, with the way the population is changing in uh, Texas. Now, I don't know how soon that will be. I don't know if Beta or Roar can pull this off within the next couple of years. You know, I don't know. But here's an interesting article from you, uh, from Yahoo. It says, some Texas wondering if Beta O'Rourke is eyeing 2022 run for Texas governor. Some Texas leaders are facing criticism after a major winter storm left millions of Texans without power, water, or heat. Meanwhile, former presidential candidate Beta O'Rourke was raising money from storm victims and delivering water to hard-hit area, leaving some to wonder if he's eyeing a run for governor in 2022. Abby Livingston, the Washington Bureau Chief for the Texas Tribune, discusses the chances of that O'Rourke runs and challenges he might face. Okay, now let me see. This week, I think they have. He said he he was considering it. <clears throat> let me see here. I'm gonna try to get that article up. And let me tell you this. Uh, if this this guy this guy has a lot of politics like the, a lot of the people that ran from California to Texas um he actually has a lot of very similar politics to some of the things that got California in trouble i keep saying that i can see within the next few years because Republicans in the state of Texas have had some major wins over the last <clears throat> several years, and they've gotten lazy on their politics. So I can see that, and and the move, and now their successes have brought in other. They their successes have almost played them, okay? Because the successes of people like Perry and stuff like that almost played the um, the. Uh, the Republicans because those successes brought in uh, people from other states with pol- from and from those other states some of their politics may be very democratic. A lot of people run from state to state, but not understanding why they're running from states. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, it, it <clears throat> it'll be very interesting how this works in the next few years, and if he if he ends up. Um, Considering a run for uh, Texas But they're saying um, That he is really thinking about that Or he's the rumors are that he is considering a run I couldn't find that specific article But uh, <coughs> Excuse me It will be that we'll, we'll keep an eye on it I say call me psychic now I wouldn't be surprised But here's what I think this happened Okay, I think that he was thinking He's been thinking about it In the last few days he's seen that Texas is still very staunchly conservative. I say it, he may have a better chance of trying to run for a Congress seat from uh, what's this guy's name? Um, what's the guy? What's the guy that just made a fool went to Cancun? 
um, I forget his name, but you know, you might he he ran against him and lost by like two percent. He might have a better chance at that. Uh, running for Congress, uh, the Senate, or was it? I think he's the Senate. He ran for the Senate then to do governor. Governor, you too soon. <laughs> My opinion, but you never know. Yeah, never, never, never know, okay? Uh, also in the news this week, Eric Benet. I hear him out here in these streets discussing him and Haggy Berry. Now, you know, Eric Benet, one thing I say about Eric Benet, okay? Eric Benet doesn't shy away from hard questions. He never really has been that dude. He, Eric Benet has always been, uh, to me, he was he, he's been the dude that's been very open about the relationship. Uh, since breaking up with Holly Berry, and they were such a cute couple, weren't they? I knew it was wrong, though. I knew I was like, no, Eric, no, no, <laughs> because I knew that that he really couldn't see that that situation clearly. What was going What was going to go down? But let's take a listen to Eric Benet talk about uh, uh, three truths in a relationship. He's going to be on this uh, a closer look. Okay, from. Um, and so let's let's pay atten- let's pay attention. Let me pull this up here. See if I can get it here. Never really been over impressed with the celebrity of somebody or even being a celebrity. So to have a disposition like that and then <laughs> regardless of the fact that you're in a relationship with Halle Berry, for me it was just I'm in a relationship with this artistic person who in a lot of ways is weird like me and that's cool but no one can prepare (laughs) for what happens when you're trying to still figure out how to deal with each other and maneuver through your relationship when you are living in this fishbowl with this huge spotlight on it he stepped into the spotlight with this a-list hollywood star who was constantly in the tabloids who was constantly being chased by paparazzi Every sense of normalcy, every piece of privacy that he ever had, it was gone. Eric was on top of the world with his music, and Halle Berry was one of the highest-paying actresses and in demand. And were careers and gossip, that could put a toll on a marriage. And you either survive it or you don't. Of course, when things are happening in the relationship, there's always three truths. There's her truth, my truth, and then there's the truth. Each one has some similarities, but each one is all different. All right, so that's a closer look, and all, uh, and this is um, this is from Bossup.com. It says that's the real ish. There are definitely three sides. They say this uh, this about any story though, and not just relationship. It definitely sounds like Eric Benet had no idea what he was getting into dating Holly. So this is gonna um, it's gonna be on a closer look. With Eric Benet, I think it premiered Thursday the 25th on All All Black, All B-L-K. I don't know if that's a streaming service or not. Y'all can look it up. These fucking streaming services. I keep telling y'all it's too many damn of, it's too many damn streaming services. I've been saying this for long ass time. Ain't nobody doing this. I keep telling, I'm not buying a bunch of streaming services. I'm not doing it. Shit. Not happening. Shit. Like I said, I might as well keep the cable. I mean, keep the cable. I'm not doing it. I mean, keep the cable, sure. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing. And, you know, I hate when people say this. You know, I hate when celebrity, uh, uh, mostly men, well, celebrity women say it too, okay? 
I, I'm not really that imp- like he said. I'm not really that impressed by celebrity. You know, I just thought it was a, a, another creative and another creative getting together. Bullshit, Eric. And if you thought that, that's why it ended. That's part of why it ended. Uh, with Holly Berry at that time, who was on the rise. You got to understand what the fuck you, that's why he said he didn't understand what the fuck he was getting into, because he saw her just as a creative, but she was not just a creative. Holly Berry was a fucking corporation at that moment. She was walking around, she was one of the highest paid females, I think the highest, at that time, the highest black actress in film, at some time again, like $15, $20 million of film, here you come in with your little uh, platinum and a half album. I love you, Eric, but I will say the truth, <laughs> right? And you don't understand that you up against, like, a big-ass machine. So when you come in, you marrying the fucking machine. Oh, be impressed. Be very impressed. That's, you know, he had to, he said he well, he looked at it wrong. I would have said you looked at it wrong right there. You looked at it wrong saying, I'm not, bro, I wasn't suppressed with celebrity. I've never been one, not even with my own celebrity. No, I'm not saying be impressed in a way of, ooh, yeah. Uh, no, be very impressed. Be very, I, I would tell any chick or, or man who's dating a celebrity, be impressed by them first. Be very impressed. Because that representative is going to follow you the fuck around. So you better fall in love with it. Either fall in love with the real person, but fall in love with the representative too. Because what happens is somebody will fall in love with the real person, but they don't like to represent the representative, the big star. Because they don't, they don't understand that those two, you know, celebrities are just like, I'm, you know, I'm just such and such when I'm at home. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just myself. Bullshit. No, you're not. You are yourself, but you're still carrying a huge ass load as a celebrity. Beyonce is can be. There are times I've been when Beyonce walking around the house, and uh, you know, the weave ain't done, the hair ain't done. Jay Z's like, shit. If people saw your ass right now, <laughs> or whatever. But you, but I'm just saying that she's still Beyonce. She is still. When she walks out the house, that bitch is Beyonce. All the kids, everybody yelling, whoa, there's Beyonce. There be and you better learn to be impressed by Beyonce as well as B, who's at home. I, it's just fact. When celebrity males say, I just want someone to want me for me, I'm like, yeah, that that, that includes your celebrity. Because if they don't want the celebrity, they won't be able to hang with your ass, okay? That's just facts. They just want. So be very impressed by celebrity. If you're going to marry a celebrity or date a celebrity, be very fucking impressed with it all because you that gives you a real, and what I mean by impressed is let it eye you because when, you're, when the eye comes down, you'll see the things behind it. Like don't be too odd where you don't see the things behind it, but you will see the shit. If you see the eye, you're going to see the shit. Like understanding that this person comes with handlers, they come, and if you come into a relationship with somebody and you're changing the dynamics of them, like a celebrity or a person who is of influence in some way, and you're you're like you know, let's just say, okay, let me give me a good ass example. 
it's like when you marry, period. When you marry a, into a family, you know, when you marry, get married, you gotta, you marry into people's family. And a lot of times the family don't like you, the big shit ain't good. It's going to be hard not to work unless they don't like their family, right? So, like, you marry all that shit. Like, so you marry the bullshit that goes on in the family. You marry the in-laws. You marry the everybody, okay? And so when you marry a celebrity, you marry all they bullshit. Like, they business partners, every fucking thing, because celebrity is so huge. Like, you marry a a a a, a Shoot, let me think of somebody's shit. You marry uh, 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 Denzel tonight. I love to use Denzel. <laughs> you marry Denzel's ass tonight, okay? You and Pauletta is, you know, is done went on in her life, whatever. You, I, damn, I can't think of no somebody single. Shit, damn it. I don't know. Y'all marry somebody big tonight, celebrity, okay? Then he got, they got managers and stuff like that. And let's just say you. There been some way he been doing something or she been doing something the whole time, and you like, do you really do it like that? And you have an influence where you're influencing that. You know, it's sort of like, let me use a good example. Robin Givens. Y'all like, why Robin Givens? Robin Givens is a very good example because I feel like Robin Givens got the short fucking end of the stick with with Mike Tyson. A lot of people call Robin Givens a gold digger. No, she just made a wise choice in marrying uh uh no, she it wasn't even a wise choice. She just married what she thought was a good choice. But he ended up being kind of harsh to her. Like she said, and he even he admitted he was physically abusive at times I believe allegedly of Mike Tyson. When she chose Mike Tyson, but she took all the shit when 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 Mike Tyson when her and Mike Tyson got divorced. The thing about Robin is Robin was very uh, – Robin picked Mike. She was out of his league. She was very smart. She came in, her and her mama, both college smart. And a lot of the, what Mike was dealing with, Mike was not an educated guy. So they came in immediately looking at, well, let me look at the books. Let me see. And this is from her point of view. I'm not saying this is what happened because some people will say the other end. But she immediately, with her and her mama looking at the books like, they fucking cheating you. Or they fucking, you know what I'm saying? So immediately the people who been used to his dumb ass and can do anything with his dumb ass got to deal with Robin and her family. So, People are going to use so in celebrity world you got people you got another family you got the the other side of the family and if the family's been dysfunctional and you come in trying to heal the family well you gonna get pushback because suddenly your your influence is not appreciated I believe this is kind of what happened besides Mike Tyson being allegedly abusive to her I also believe it was powers that be in Mike Tyson's ear telling him, she's trying to rob you. You ain't good enough for her. You ain't blah, 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 blah. When really, in some senses, she may have been really trying to help. And it sounds like when you hear her point of the story, Robin may have been a woman who was uh, a woman who was searching for a high-value guy. And she figured marrying this premier boxer was the smart thing to do, but she realized when she married him 
there was a lot of other things there. And then she marries Mike Tyson, who she finds out who's this big boxer and, every, you know, everybody likes him, everybody wants to be with him. But deep down inside, he probably didn't feel good enough for her because he probably really felt like she was out of his league, like she educated, she doesn't have what she want with me. And if you feel like that about your damn self, then <laughs> ain't nothing that you're going you gonna to feel that way through. The, ain't nothing nobody can do to make you feel good, okay? And so immediately those people talking in his ear started reinforcing that she wasn't, that he was not good enough to her. Oh, she got to want you for your money. She got to want this and that. I don't know why the fuck Robin wanted, but what I'm saying is Robin married a corporation. And she came in there interfering, and they ran her ass out of there. Now, Eric Benet, you should have been impressed. You married Holly Berry, who was a $20 million actress at the time, coming off an Oscar win, being the first woman of color to win an Oscar, African-American woman. You know, you know it was some shit going to come with her. And besides that, she's a little ticked. You know what I'm saying. It's some shit going on here. You talking about you was Dion. I'm just with another creative. No, you're not with a. It's, you're not with another creative. I know a lot of creative people, and they ain't fucking Holly Berry. I mean, it's creative people that's homeless. I'm, no, I'm just thinking. I'm just with one other creative. That was the mistake. No, you're not with just one other creative. You're with an actress who is not only a creative, but she's managed to monetize her creativity. And now she's not just a creative. She's a business. And so you got to understand that shit when you marrying somebody like her ass. Like she comes with a lot of shit. Girls, when you marry these big time, uh, y'all know what it is. When y'all want these big time dudes and stuff, please understand that you see them, you see them. But it's a lot of shit behind them. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's, I mean, you know, there's record companies behind them. There's, um, there is uh, uh, influencers behind them. There's agents behind them. There is uh, all kinds of things, especially in show business. And if you're not quite the right fit, they know all that motherfucker's insecurities, and they're going to play it to the hilt with them. Okay, so you have to understand, be be very impressed with it, and understand what you're getting into, so that that way you'll know how to. If you really love the the person, you'll know how to 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 deal with those types, and they won't run because it would be hard to deal with that. I can see, I can bet it was very hard. That's why Eric Benet is like shit. I didn't know what I was getting into. He didn't because he thought she was just another creative. You see right there, he did not know what he was getting into. She is not just another creative. She has monetized that thing. She has employees. She has people who uh, probably so many of them probably wanted her to stay with a dude like David Justice. You were an R&B star. They probably didn't like the choice. Probably wanted her to marry some white guy or something. It was probably all kinds of things. So they... They were probably influencing her, and so there were going to be more than one, two people in your marriage. Because not only have you married a person who is a creative, but you've married a business. And you got to understand that shit. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, Eric, suddenly you had to be careful where you didn't have to be careful before. 
You know, y'all get it? You know what I'm saying? Like you stay, you know, like you, like you know, you marry a big time celebrity, and like suddenly, like you, you where you were free to say your opinion, suddenly you're not so free anymore because they ask as a business now. Now you're like, God damn, I can't say what shit I want to say because I'm dating this month. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You, I mean, you, I mean, you, you get what I'm saying? There, there's a lot to it, and I, I, I really uh, like that he kind of said that because I think that people didn't see. A lot of times people can't really got on Eric Benet, and they really, Eric Benet took the hit. I mean, listen, and I love me some Eric Benet musically, whew, but Eric Benet took a big-ass hit. To me, Eric Benet would have been a little bit bigger. He just took a big-ass hit. He took the, the whole the cheating scandal. He, man was even running around here lying, talking about he was a sex addict. He said that was a lie. He just didn't want to, you know, he wanted. He was trying to save his marriage, okay? Uh, the, the whole thing is is that he took the fault for all that shit. Now we see, Eric, I'm gonna, you have redeemed yourself somewhat. Now, I don't know, Eric. Eric might be out here hoeing that field. I don't know. It don't seem like it now. He seems like he married that prince. Princess wife, mom, what's that girl's name? And he's doing real good. They had two kids and everything. Now, Holly Berry. What? What y'all think I'm going to say? <laughs> Holly Berry, since then. Has a set few a few relationships, been married once, two baby daddies. And uh and out here running around with the down here in Hill guy. Man Hill. I like Van Hill. I this is a good choice, Holly Berry. I ain't on you. I but but Eric, you have got some redemption here. We understand it wasn't just you now. We understand. Okay? And I ain't saying it was all Holly Berry, but we understand. We understand that you was married to a, a situation <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> and I ain't saying, I ain't trying to say Eric was right for going out here doing what he did. Okay? But I'm just telling you, that shit was too much for coming at him. She was too big at that time. For somebody like him So that's what you have to consider shit like that You really do If you're going to date anybody You have to consider If you're going to date a doctor You got to consider his damn Be impressed Shit If you're going to date a trash man Be impressed Because you got to deal with the <laughs> Be impressed by anybody you date that's, um, You know what I'm saying That's got a career Some sort of career And understand what it is Because you're going to Since marry that Okay, so that you got to really be for real. You got to be like, shit, you know, like, damn, I'm about to date his ass, but, like, you know, how much influences, I mean, do his manager have? I mean, you know what I'm saying? You got, you got, because you come in essentially as an outsider. Okay, so, and I think that, I, I so, I believe that's what happened to Robin Givens. I believe Robin Givens was a, uh, and she took it, she hit, she took a hard hit. Like, that gold digger shit even hurt Robin's career a little bit. You know, it was, it was really, 
the 80s was a hard for her, like, after she divorced him. And nobody knew that he was, like, you know, like, he was kind of fucking abusive, allegedly. She later told that, I think. Like, he wasn't, so, you know. Now, 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 now we can see. I mean, even though you're getting a much calmer version of Mike Tyson now, but even he admit that he wasn't so right to her. And but he did listen. He never felt that she married him for him. He thought she, and maybe he was right. But I believe there were people reinforcing that to him, and that he could never see it. He he never. She shouldn't have married him because he never saw himself good enough to marry her. And so she was gonna give him hell. I mean, he was gonna get. It, see, that's what another thing. You can't marry these dudes when these dudes think that, you know, they they not good enough. Well, they probably right and let them be. You know what I'm saying? When somebody tell you they ain't good enough for you, he or she, I'm not good enough. Well, maybe they not. Maybe you're not because they're going to reinforce that throughout the relationship. You know what I'm saying? They're going to they're going to reinforce that they are not good enough. All right. So very interesting. And I and and I really actually believe people were reinforcing that to Eric Bernay. Now, why I think Eric Bernay is a very confident guy, you can't help but to hear that sense of reinforcement when your woman is making twenty million dollars a film, she's probably the masculine in the relationship. I, you know, even though Eric might have been looking like the masculine, he won the masculine economic probably wise. Because remember when he ends up breaking up with her, he asked, he tried to ask for child allegedly asked for child support for India, which I thought he should have because she, she she tried to claim that you know she did some doggy shit allegedly. You know, they she let that little girl out there. Cause she, he, the girl, little girl, his little girl didn't. He didn't have a, um, the little girl's mom died. His his daughter, India. Her mom died when she was very young. I think she didn't. She didn't even know her mom. And so when you marry somebody like that, you got to understand you are going to become the surrogate parent of sorts. And so when they divorced, I mean, she, I think allegedly cut off her. I was like, why would you do that? Like that, you took on her to be like a the child. To, to you, like, it, it was some messy stuff there. But here's the thing. I feel like he probably felt that, that sense of being with somebody like her, too. That, and there were people around. Like, you know, one of the hardest things I did not like, I remember this this thing, and I said, mm, I said, they really ain't going to last. And it wasn't Holly Berry's fault, but it was disrespectful as fuck. When she went up onto when she was introducing at the Oscars, um, she was introducing Best Actor, I believe, and Adrian Brody, I think. I forget his name. I don't know if that's his name, that actor he won or something. And he came up there, he was so happy, and he kissed her. Like, he grabbed up on her, like, as if she wasn't married. And Eric Bernay was out in the audience. It was like, he didn't give a fuck. Eric Bernay, he was literally, and I know that reinforced the Eric's ass, like, damn. Like, you know, they don't even give a fuck about me. They didn't even see it. She married. It, but it, there was, I knew when that happened, I said, woof, that's it. And, like, she, you know, she kind of just laughed at off. I was like, uh-uh, bitch. And I'm going to say, hold up now, wait a minute. <laughs> My man out there, now you got to, hey, you better let him. <laughs> oh, sorry, Eric, or something like that. You know what, I understand you're so happy, but it was just sort of a disrespectful moment, I felt, and I knew at that point. I said, whatever was going on, he would, that would be reinforcing to somebody that you're not good enough for that person. At that time, I think now it's probably totally different. But being in that circus, whew, 
I could, I bet, you know, I bet it was a mess. Nobody could probably imagine that. That was probably a real ass circus. Okay, you know, it's a real ass circus in these streets. <laughs> All right, so this what else is in the morning? When I come back, we're gonna take a break. But when I come back, we're gonna talk about what else here? Uh, Dr. Dre. Oh God. Now, Dr. Dre, you just was in the hospital. I mean, you know, I thought we had come to some peace of mind, but now Dr. Dre's out here rapping about divorce. I mean, you know, you, Dre, Dr. Dre, calm your ass down. He didn't, he didn't start dating a little girl, April. What's the little girl who was dating Omar, Omarion? I said she had a big-ass come up. Come up. <laughs> but, look, we're going to talk about Dr. Dre out here rapping about his divorce, okay? Not learning. You know she ain't nothing to play with, Dre, Dr. Dre. First of all, she could be married to you for 20-some years. I know she ain't nothing to play with. So you know it, too. You're going you gonna, you gonna to mess around here, and, and hopefully you don't have no other aneurysm mess with that chick because she is not backing down, okay? And we're going to talk about the Democrats this week. The news isn't even talking about it that much. Want Biden to give up the House Democrats some authority to launch nukes? Why? What are y'all scared of? I thought Joe was all all cake. Some y'all scared of ain't up and they they didn't even ask Trump to give up his sole authority, and they claim they thought Trump was deranged. But you're asking Joe Biden? What y'all know? We don't know. Okay, we're gonna talk about that. And we're going to talk about elder boy, son, child coming for him in these streets. Mm-mm-mm. Now, you know what? If it's one family I feel so sorry for, but I want to see a family uh, movie on, it's the DeBarge family. Not the Bobby. I saw the Bobby DeBarge story. Uh, that was about Bobby. I want to see one about the whole family. Oh, my God. The DeBarge family. Poster children for why it is, why you say no to drugs. And a whole lot of other stuff, okay? But they have one of the most interesting family stories ever. And the fact that they made it musically is a wonder, okay? Because all the shit they endured and been through. So we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about Safari and Erica Menya out in these streets, back out here arguing. And uh, Oklahoma man... See, you know what? This is why I am low-key Thanos. <laughs> Thanos was kind of psychotic, too, but I'm kind of low-key. When I heard this story, I thought I didn't want no hope for y'all. See, I'm just so glad I can't find all the stones. God got me. God, like, nope. <laughs> An Oklahoma man kills somebody. Kills a man. Then he cooks his heart. And feeds it to his family. I just thought it wasn't no hopeless. You, what the hell is going on out here? If ever, if somebody got a devil, he got one. He definitely got a big ass devil. Okay, he's he's demonically possessed. All right, so we're gonna talk about that and so much more when I get back on the CC show. Okay, guys. Meanwhile, what are we gonna listen to? Oh, I love this one. You know what? Y'all know I never get tired of Beast of Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> and my song, one of my favorite, favorite songs by uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire is an old school, let's groove. Oh, I love that damn song to this 
today, okay? I'm listening like it, to that song like it's in the 80s, okay? We'll be back in a moment, y'all. <laughs>
Now I'm way too grown to be shot around you. Other girls like to change, but that's not what I do. Did you say you the man? Can you be there when I call? Just do your best. I don't mind, to be honest. If you don't know everything, put your hands on my body. Let your kiss on it all day, yeah. What you mean? You ain't got to play games for me. Democratic Rep. Jimmy Panada. 
Past presidents have threatened to attack other countries with nuclear weapons or exhibited behaviors that caused other officials to express concern about the president's judgment. One such president was former President Donald Trump, whose mental state concerned lawmakers, especially in the wake of January 6th insurrection, which happened weeks after Trump refusing to concede he lost election. That is not why they're doing this. Don't believe the hype. They would have did it then. They were not. They are not doing it. They think something's up with Joe Biden, too. They think something's up with Joe Biden. Listen, they definitely think something's up with Joe Biden. Here's the thing. Uh, and I'm, let, me, let me finish reading some of this. And Nancy them can't fool my ass, okay? And that may have been why they was trying to get this 25th Amendment shit, all this stuff. It wasn't for Trump. They was trying to make Trump sound like he was crazy. But the real crazy-ass mofo was getting ready to come in probably with Biden because Biden's ass is damn near – I'm not saying an 80-year-old, listen, it just depends on what type of 80-year-old you are. I mean, he's almost 80, he's like 77 or something. I'm not saying that he's not, mentally sad. But I do question some things. You know, because... I mean, you know, because, like, look, look at Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is very fit. Look at Nancy Pelosi's older than, uh, 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 what's, her, what's his name, uh, uh, Joe Biden. And she's very fit, even though I might not like her politics. Damn near Maxine Waters, ain't she, like, 83? So, yeah, I, I'm not saying age. I'm looking at Joe Biden's state, and I'm wondering if being president might be too much right now. Which I always wanted that, okay? Uh, but it says, uh, on January 8th, two days after the mega attack, they try, you know, uh, she said she spoke to Miley to discuss available precautions for preventing an unstable president from initiating mis- military hostilities or assessing the laws codes and ordering a nuclear strike. The situation of this unhinged president could not be more dangerous, the House Speaker warned. U.S. presidents are able to literally, uh, to unilaterally order, order, order a military strike and are followed by what's called the nuclear football, which contains relevant codes. Uh, while any president would put would presumably consult with advisors before ordering a nuclear attack, there is no requirement to do so. The military is obligated to carry out the orders if they as, assess it's, it is legal under the laws of war. Under the current posture of U.S. nuclear forces, the attack would happen in minutes to let a war. Well, they do have rules of war, Democrats. They can't just do it. First of all, you're trying to cover that Joe might be slightly mental and competent, I believe. That's my personal opinion, okay? That's Carlotta one-on-one. But secondly, you made a deal with the devil probably, you know? And, and, oh, Lord, who knows what kind of mess the Democrats have gotten us in. But here's the thing. I believe presidents kind of should have this sole power because it takes, bureaucracy takes too fucking long. Like if China or somebody about to launch missiles and y'all sitting up there arguing, talking about, well, we got to get uh, the uh, okay from this person and an okay from that person and an okay from Congress. No. It's right. It's it's in the hands of who it is. Who it is. And if you Democrats put up a somebody who is not competent enough to handle his presidential duties, then you fucked everybody. Don't be trying to change it now, okay? Maybe try to get Joe, if you're trying to get Joe out of there and Kamala up there, 
You might have to do something else. You might have to, Nancy, you might have to pull out and dust out that 25th Amendment shit you was talking. Because <laughs> something they seeing ain't right, okay? I don't believe it's about Donald Trump whatsoever. They keep trying to blame Donald Trump. Donald Trump's gone. Dr. Dre raps about divorce from estranged wife and brain aneurysm in preview of new song. Trey, what is going on? This is according to People.com. Dr. Dre has new music coming, and it touches on the rapper's turbulent past few months. Well, she did something magical. She got him to have music. The new track, which features music mogul 56 and his former pupil KXNG Crooked, was previewed on Monday during the Instagram Live by Dre's longtime affiliate DJ Silk. In the clip, Dre can be heard rapping about his ongoing divorce from his estranged wife, Nicole Young, and the brain aneurysm he suffered last month trying to kill me with them lies and the perjury, and that perjury, Dre Rats, per multiple outlets. I see you trying to fuck me while I'm in surgery, and I see you deathbed on some money shit. Greedy bitch, take a pick. Girl, you know how money get. Early last month, Dre, Andre Ronell Young, suffered a brain aneurysm and was taken into intensive care at Cedar Side Nile Medical Centers in Los Angeles. A source told people at the time the producer was lucid and in recovery. Soon after he was in stable condition, wrote on Instagram that he was doing great and in excellent care, okay? Uh, let me just say this, Dr. Dre. You were married to that woman for 20-some years. You have uh, two or three children with her. Uh, greedy bitch. If you were married to her that long, I always believe that people are a reflection of each other. Even when things go wrong, you know, she's a reflection of you for 20-some years, and you had two or three kids with her, okay? I think, and I think, you know what, well, here's the thing, right? There's, I, you've been really, you, me too haven't really come after you real hard, but, you know, we know your past stuff, you know, like the the beat, the ass-cooking D. Borns allegedly took, I mean, no, she did take from you. And then the alleged ass whoopings of Michelle A. Now, this woman might have been long ass suffering, or she might be greedy, but whatever it is, after 20 some years, she is a reflection of you. And you can't be asking for peace to put down on wax, calling the mother of your children for 20 some years a greedy bitch and how she's um, trying to get me during surgery. You can't be asking for peace. With somebody who's coming at you this hard By taking it to the public Like this I mean it's almost me for, you, you accidentally came over that billion dollars And I think it's because of the beat situation I mean Because I'm actually Not thinking you too smart right now Like literally you were just in the hospital For a brain aneurysm It's just like Years ago I had this good friend Years ago, I was a young girl, and we grew up together, and he was a thuggy buggy, okay? He was really sweet. I said thuggy buggy. He was a thug, okay? That's a straight up, okay? I ain't going to lie. Okay, but he wasn't really a thug. He had thug ways, okay? And he had just got shot. I mean, literally a week, two weeks, two to three weeks before he had gotten shot. He had uh, almost dead, okay? And... He had a quick temper, and so he was over 
he was like my, he was like a brother to me, and he was over to our home visiting, and he was dating this girl that didn't live too far from me, and this, he saw this girl come back from a date, and they had broken up. He saw her get out of a guy's car, stitches and all, all the stitches and all. He gets mad, has a gun in his thing, and is about to go down and start some shit with the guy she just got. I said, are you crazy? You just got shot. Oh, you can't handle this person. But he was he was stupid like that. Like, literally wanted to fight. The stitches wasn't even out of his back from getting shot. That's what kind of fool he was. Loved him, loved him like he was my brother. But he was crazy. You say, Carlotta, what happened to that brother? Two years later, I was at his funeral. Dr. Dre, you remind me of that. Like, you literally just... The aneurysm was like a gunshot. Like she shot your ass. She just stressed your ass the fuck out. And you, you are like that brother who you know my brother. But you like that that brother I that literally tried is in the got still stitches in your back from getting shot trying to fight somebody. And you know what? You're going to end up dead if you don't find some form of fucking peace. You're an idiot right now. Why would you put a song on? And plus, Dr. Dre, you too old for this shit. How old is Dr. Dre? I ain't, I ain't talking about too old to rap. You're just too old to be rapping about your personal business from a woman you were married to with 20-some years and have two kids about on wax like this. It makes you every bit of the Dre that they say you were. And I don't. I, and we're trying not to believe that. We're trying to believe that you've evolved since the D-borns shit. Michelle A. Lynn shit. But when you do shit like this, it does not look. She looks like she's right. You're making her look real good right now, Dre, for saying you are kind of allegedly violent. She looks good right now because you look like a fucking idiot putting this on wax. And the people who convinced you ain't got shit to lose because they just want a record with you on it. Oh my God, he's so stupid. He's going to you're going to end up dead if you don't find some way to resolve it. Money ain't worth it, man. God, he's not smart. God. Anyway, it was a very sad story, and this is a, that's a true story I just told y'all. Seriously, I'm not saying you a fool. Why would you try to fight? Y'all ain't even together. But his ego was bruised. What are you even trying to like? And sometimes it's so it's too late to find peace. Like you 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 shot you fired such violent shots that it's too late to find peace, and that your that that energy ends up catching up with you. And that's what's gonna happen with Dre if you don't get it together. You're not going to only have stress from her, but you'll probably have stress from your kids getting angry at you, being talking about their mama. I mean, you it's, it's, well, you just want it. You, you want all the smoke. 
Maybe that's what he want to do. I don't know. Why would you want all the smoke when you just had a brain aneurysm? That's crazy as hell. I'd be like, you know what? Give this bitch what she needs. What she need? A hundred million, two hundred. Here you go. Now quit. And I thought she need to quit being greedy for she fuck around and have an aneurysm. Then quit and take the two hundred or three hundred millions and go. And you give it to her. She she been married that long. She deserves. Elder Board. This is according to rhymes of snitch.com. Elder Board's son reveals messy family secrets after L accuses him of hacking and deleting Facebook page. It all started after L reposted a conspiracy theory from a fan page, Instagram, accusing his son of hacking Facebook. Okay. That's when L Jr. decided to blow up the spot. Okay. Now, uh, they're saying the video, he took down the video, but in this, he says, okay, honestly, I know the reason why I have uh, not heard or any any of these posts from Elder Barge lately. I was tipped about an anonymous hacker. No, that's what somebody said, okay? Uh, and the Elder Barge Jr. says, in order to further his pity, his pity strategy and spread lies, uh, further spread lies, what is it? My own father, Elder Barge Sr., went to the extent of creating a fake account, literally hacking and doing the exact things he accused me of. It's sad, pathetic, but unfortunately it's my father. Maybe now you'll see why I'm um, uh, something, Elder Barge, rebel the Barge, okay? I know the songs are good, but this is what I've had to be quiet about my whole life, drugs and abuse like this, having children with my girlfriends, his his uh poison knows no bounds. But yes, all this love, hey. Okay, listen. This family is bad. I mean, you know what shit. I don't you know, that's the one family I feel fucking I'd be like, damn, you hear their story about their father, their father was literally crazy as I don't know why that woman married that white man. But you know she had a beautiful, beautiful. If it, it if it wasn't for nothing to bring her family here, because her family is so beautiful and talented. But he fucked them kids up. Y'all ever hear that story about the DeBarges? That's some shit. They need to do a movie. I keep saying, not no Bobby, not just for Bobby. They already did the movie for Bobby. TV One tried to. <clears throat> but. We need to hold the Barge family flick. I mean, they literally, I mean, that man literally, I mean, it. he he fucked his kids up. You know what I'm saying? And the mama, I say she was on right along with it because she allowed him to fuck them up. She was abused too, but she allowed that shit. And now it's, it's going on down the generations. Now, you talking about L having a kid with your baby, your girlfriend? Oh, Jesus. Drugs are bad. Can I just say that? And if you don't, if you don't believe me, go watch TV One's. What's the TV One story on the divorce family? Shit, drugs is bad. Drugs is fucking bad. Shit, that's bad. I don't care. It's like bad, bad, bad. When I saw this story, I just shook my head. I was like, oh. And you know, Elder Borges. Here's the thing about it. L was the, like, you know, all the family was falling to the drug stuff. And L, they said, was really doing so well for years 
Like, he, you know, he really stayed away from it. But something happened, they said, and it triggered him. And, oh, my God, and he struggled with drug uses. He's been in jail. Uh, and to me, addicts shouldn't be in jail. Addicts need to be in uh, some place to reform, get their self together and everything. But this family has literally struggled. Drugs have been their big-ass demon. And part of that is that childhood fucking trauma. I'm telling you, somebody, you can fuck somebody up. I understand childhood trauma shit. I mean, listen, <clears throat> I tell y'all, listen, childhood trauma will fuck people up, okay? And, you know, I just haven't been, uh, I, don't, I, mean, I have to tell y'all. Listen, all I'll just say is this, they have some shit. And I, I, I'm not surprised that the other generations is feeling some fucked up ways, okay? And I just, I just hope for this family that they, get, they finally maybe one day get it together, because this is just like, I, you know, I ain't seen Elder Borge in a while. I think I saw Elder Borge one time. I mean, I've seen the Elder Borge a few times in concert, but one time I saw him. And he wasn't so well. I don't know. I hope he's off them drugs, off that narcotic. That narcotic ain't no punk. If you on drugs right now, go get you some help. Shit, that shit is no punk. Certain men out here talking about doing heroin and make you feel good and shit. No, it don't. No, it don't. That you can use it regular. Don't use that shit. Mm-mm. Don't. I got shit. I, I, you know, let's just. I'll try to stay away from that shit, okay? That's a demon. That's carrying a big-ass demon. And speaking of demons, this next story, I think this man, I don't know, he must have been on drugs. This is according to the New York Post, but there's an Oklahoma man accused of cutting his neighbor's heart out and feeding it to his family. I ain't bullshitting y'all. Somebody's on this thing. Call out of y'all. You lying. No, I am not. This is a story in the New York Post. They're showing this picture right now. An Oklahoma man suspected of murdering three people has confessed to killing his neighbor, cutting her. Oh, it wasn't a man he killed, cutting her, her heart out, and then cooking it to feed his family. Now, check this shit out. He is going to be on, I know ID Channel has this show on. Uh, I love I love called uh, Fear Thy Neighbor. Have y'all ever seen that shit? Sidebar, Fear Thy Neighbor on the ID channel is some good ass TV. Y'all, a lot of y'all be crazy with these neighbors. Like it be some crazy, and sometimes it's sad because I know people be stuck like financially and you can't get away and stuff like that. But when you got a feeling. You need to do everything in your fucking power to get away. I'm sorry. I don't believe in this. I ain't, ain't going to run me from my house. Uh-uh. Hell to the no, no, no. If I ain't got no peace about what I'm living next to, now I'm taking my ass. I'm going to try to find a way. I mean, you know, because this is what people keep. That show, scared. I be like, what? Like, it be people literally, like, living next door to each other ready. I saw a show the other week where this man, these men, this, this couple, old couple, uh, the people moved in down the road from them, and they had been used to that road being theirs for years and years. But the people moved in, they had children and dogs, and so it was kind of upset and everything. It was disturbing their country peace. And they start arguing back and forth about little shit. Like it was arguing, and 
finally the arguments got so fucking out of control. And the other father, he wasn't innocent, you know, on the on the young people on the side of the young people because he was bullying sometimes the elderly couple. But shit got so bad that finally the the elderly man kicked in the door to their house, shot the dead, and killed them, and then went downstairs in front of their kids and shot their mama and killed them. That was some shit. I mean, there's some neighbors. Young, you can have neighbors from hell. Oof, I don't like it. I just don't like it. My peace of mind, I'm, I'm like, I'm, now something that I may, I may not go if it's little shit, but when it's people arguing out of damn time, that's scary. Says Lawrence Anderson allegedly stabbed Andre Lynn, Andrea Lynn Blankenship 41 to death on her Chickasaw, Chick, Chickasaw's home on February the 9th. He took her heart back to 214 West Minnesota Chickasaw, an agent with Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation wrote in search warrant obtained at the outlet. He cooked the heart with potatoes to feed his family to release the demons. He's thinking he releasing her demons. No, you got the demon. You cooking hearts. No, you the demon. Anderson had been staying at 214 West Minnesota address with his aunt, Delisi Pye, and Uncle Leon Pye after his early prison release in January. After leaving Blankenship home, Anderson, 42, went back to the Pye's home where he cooked the heart with the intention of feeding it to them. He then allegedly killed Leon Pye, 67, and his four-year-old granddaughter, his four-year-old granddaughter, Chaos Yates, and stabbed his aunt, according to the outlet citing the Oklahoma Bureau of Investigation. His aunt survived the attack. He was arrested the day of the murders. Anderson has a long criminal record that includes what, 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 what does it include? Do you want to know what it includes? What were you just talking about? Drug convictions and domestic violence. I don't know why auntie and uncle was letting his punk ass stay with them when somebody is on it. And that sounds like some wet shit. That sound, that Now, cooking up hearts, that sounds like you on that wet, that water. I me. Have you ever been around a person? Mm-mm, I, don't, mm-mm, I, don't, I don't stay nowhere. If I suspect back in the day, like in the when they, like in the streets when you used to see people that was on that wet and walking around, shit, I'd be, I'd, I'd run my ass because they get they real strong as fuck and they psychotic. I have one friend that almost got choked to death by somebody, one of her relatives, on that shit. No, I would. Let me just say, I wouldn't let. Uh, Somebody like that stay in my house. You can say, uh-uh, uh, nope. You can not say, and they were just looking. The aunt and uncle trying to be kind and end up, the uncle ended up dead and a four-year-old. And he talking about he cooking to release demons. Then trying to feed somebody some demons. You see how the devil make you crazy as fuck? Crazy. Hey, this is the world we live in. He cooked up a heart with some potatoes. A heart, let me say that, with some potatoes. And 
and then proceeded to kill his relatives he was trying to feed. And the one thing I see stands out here is drug. Because you know what? The truth is, I'm going to tell y'all something, you know. It's just like alcohol when they call it alcohol spirits. If you drink too much, if you, dr- if you drug or drink too much, it changes your disposition. It just changes who you are. You know, when you get when you get drunk, like when I drink and drink, you know, I literally become somebody else. But I, you know, because, and it's okay to have a little drinky drink, but I'm talking about when you use and drink, that can deteriorate your fucking mind. You will start hearing, you will start hearing, because spirits will take over. Because really, you know, it's a, it's, Here's what I feel about drugs. This is Carlotta 101, my theories. Some drugs are portals. Energetic transporters to uh, the supernatural world. And you end up fucking with things and seeing things you shouldn't be seeing. And them spirits end up fucking with your head and telling you some shit, and you be out here. You you might you might be starting run down the street naked. You might uh, you know you might uh, uh, cook a heart with some potatoes and talk about you feeding it and releasing demons. And, you know because these demonic entities like to make you look fucking crazy. So be careful what you allow into your space. Your temple and everything. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. That's even, you know, we all know that with food too, but I'm just saying, especially with something that's direct and quick like that. That's why his ass was crazy. He probably don't, when he come down off that high, here's the funny thing. Not funny, but here's the funny thing. When he comes down off the high, or if he was on the high, I'm not saying he was high, but you had to be high to do some shit like that to cook a heart. I'm assuming he was high, allegedly. To cook a heart and cook up some potatoes and try to feed it to your family and then kill a four year old, I'm gonna assume you have. But when they usually when they come off of if they come down for them high, if he if he was high, he ain't gonna remember shit he did because it wasn't him. And it's unfortunate because he let him use his body, so they gonna the the demon now exits and you get to do the fucking time. Ain't that something? Ain't that some shit? See how see how the, see how it works. That's why I say don't make no deals with the devil. <laughs> See how that shit works? It's a trickster. <laughs> now, they done used you up. You think, I need to feel good. I need to feel good. And you take some, I'm assuming the man takes some, you take some drugs and end up cooking hearts and potatoes and trying and killing other people. You know what I'm talking about? It's just crazy. This is the craziest world. This is a crazy world we live in, okay? Very crazy. Sad. Very sad. And prayers for the little for this for the aunt who's still left with the, I mean, because she's elderly probably, 67, and they had a four-year-old baby there. I mean, she's left to live, her her husband gone, and a, and the, and the, uh, the baby's gone. And she got to deal with all of that. Just prayers for her. This is just crazy. Nutty, cooking hearts and potatoes. Now, they don't say why he killed the woman. I'd be interested. I'm going to keep up to the story and see why did you go kill, why you kill the woman. What is he talking about? You had to release some demons. 
Safari walks away after calling marriage a mistake. Oh, my God. That Scorpio done had about enough. I know you had enough, Erica. Have you had enough? Erica, you knew this was a bum deal, though. I think you started knowing it was a bum deal. I knew Erica Menya knew it was a bum deal about Safari when she had to defend him from being corny. Remember that when she had to defend him from being corny? I talked about it. I said, uh-uh, she know. She she know, she knows it's a bum deal. She just didn't want y'all to tell her. But this is according to RollingOut.com. It says rapper and reality star Safari declared publicly that getting married has been the biggest mistake of his life, and he is walking away from his wife Erica Minya before he catches a case and winds up in jail. No, before that Scorpio catches a case and winds up in jail. Erica Minya is a real fucking Scorpio. Cancer, don't play yourself. <laughs> oh no And if you see him <laughs> Oh no I'm worried more for you Than I am for Erica <laughs> uh, It says Sorry for he penned this explosive Twitter message that uh, Was meant for his wife's eyes According to a hot New hip hop I mean from the bottom of my heart, getting married was one of the biggest mistakes, and it will never happen again. I'm walking away before I end up in jail over some dumb shit. Nobody is worth my freedom. The rapper who stars on Love and Hip Hop New York quickly deleted the post, but not before his wife, Minya, got hit a wind of his words. Minya, who was a model and video vixen before graduating to reality TV, returned fire with these uh Words. Since you always run the social media like a little girl, I might as well join in. Girl, you such a Scorpio, because that's some shit I agree with. I, I like your style on that. Because that's what I was thinking. I was like, what a little punk ass going to run the social media to put out here he pissed? I hate when people do that. <laughs> it's funny to me, too. <laughs> it shows his maturity level, though. It's funny when people, like, you know, one of the funniest things is to be subtweeted or stuff like that. It's just funny, like passive-aggressive tweets. <laughs> I, I, I like, and Scorpios, we, we can be passive-aggressive, but we hate being that because we're very straight up, so we don't really like that. So I know she didn't like, you know, she didn't like this motherfucker. You don't go on social media, and first of all, we don't like nobody knowing our business like that. And you gonna go on social media and you gonna call me the you gonna call me out when you I mean when he was just on talking about other issues about her body she knew this was a wrap Erica I think that you have been with two guys let me I'm I'm gonna finish reading this before I get into Erica real quick since you always she says uh. Uh, you are the most selfish, vain, inconsiderate person, and not just with me, but with your only daughter. She said in a Twitter uh, rant that she since deleted, according to Yahoo Entertainment. Out of respect for my daughter and and to honor my growth as a woman, I'm going to get back to doing what I do best, make money and be only about my business. Entertaining social media with my issues isn't my thing, Minya continued in her second post, according to Yahoo uh, Minya then perhaps closed a chapter on the marriage when she posted this final uh, thought. Don't let this Scorpio sing. Bitch! Yes. <laughs> she is. She for real. My mama sent me a thing one time where Erica Minya mostly on her mama. I said, you think I act like that? She was like, no. She said, but you got it in you. <laughs> I 
Because when I get mad, yes, I, I ain't mad at her. She, 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 but here's the thing, Erica. Let me just be honest. We, You've been involved with two emotional water signs, okay? You first were involved with Bow Wow. First of all, let me just say this. It ain't your business and you don't like your stuff on social media. Scorpios be saying some wild shit, but then you all over uh, reality TV and shit, which I know. Like, that's hard. As a Scorpio, I would never want to do reality TV. <laughs> but she must be in a place where she got to do it. So here's the thing. You were into a, a two relationship with two emotional ass water signs, and Scorpios is tough as fuck. Like our our outer shield, and she really our outer shield is really hard. You know, we come across like you know what, but really we're softies. You know, we re- Erica really is a softie. Okay, even though she might be a ra ha ha, she might be a toxic. She's a bit of a toxic Scorpio, but. But she really is a softie when you see that about her at times. But she's gotten involved with two, two, like, you know, they say water signs often go best with water signs. It depends on what's in your chart. Um, Pisces first was a little balance. Remember, she had a lot of problems with balance. And now, then she, Safari, she ended up marrying Safari. Pisces, Cancer, okay? The first thing I would say to Erica Menya is that you've got to deal with your temper and you've got to start dealing with, uh, like, your evolution as a woman. It's hard that she has to find these, she has to have these hard lessons. Erica's actually very beautiful. She could have actually gotten better choices than men, but she ends up with two emotional uh, water signs who are all over the fucking place, okay? And Scorpios detest one of the things, especially immature Scorpios like Erica, and Erica's immature. I think she's growing, but she on them shows she be showing a lot of immaturity, and that baby's probably grown her up. But one of the things is, uh, you know, we detest uh, a sense of, like we sniff out sometimes what seems is not weakness. It's a sense of not being able to hold your own, like in a sense of we will, we will, an unhealthy, a unhealthy Scorpio will like, he will eat you a lot, like you know, and so she, those guys are very sensitive, and that hardcore nature from that Scorpio when you when they try to come at her, like she'll probably she probably played the part of a good girl until they try to come at her, and it got rough in these streets. Okay, so. I feel like it's time to work on herself. Uh, I feel like she made a mistake and picked choices. She had very bad choices of people that she picked. And partly because part of my opinion about Erica is because she didn't know where she was. And so she was drawn to these type of, you know, drawn to people who really didn't fit her flow or her vibe because she really don't know who she is as a woman. And, you know, the sign of Scorpio runs the eighth house. She said, don't let this Scorpio thing. Since we're talking about Scorpios, we run the eighth house. The house of death, taxes, life, other people's money. What does that mean? 
Scorpios like security. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm a Scorpio with a Virgo moon. You know I definitely like security. <laughs> right? So, so Scorpios uh, will like security, and they will be drawn to someone they think is stable and secure. Sometimes people think that it's just about sexuality with Scorpios, but Scorpios like security too. Like sometimes they will forego somebody they like. They may be having some little things about to say, you know. But he's, I think, I think Erica coming out of the relationship with Bow Wow and into wait into and waiting a while. I think she thought Safari was stable. I think she thought Safari she Safari was so in love with her that he was going to remain a stable character, but she did. I think that she saw stability, and there may have been warning signs for her, but she ignored them and didn't really see how, like, maybe selfish she is. Now, cancers like family sometimes. Well, it depends. Safari has shown himself to be a different type of thing. I'm going to tell you this. I knew this. I know this, and this is what I say for myself personally, but a lot of Scorpios that I know are the same way, okay? The moment that he he went on OnlyFans with her, I said it was over. Like he did that OnlyFans because to a Scorpio, even though she might be saying it's okay because I'm a sexual being and I really don't care and blah, blah, blah. But if they, it's different if they did that to go on sexual exploration or have fun with it and stuff like that. It's different. But if he did that because he needed money, if they did that because they needed money, that Scorpio is judging you secretly. She's like, this motherfucker had me on OnlyFans performance. Sex and shit, allegedly, I think they went on OnlyFans. And and because we, we ain't got enough, oh, we would secretly judge you. <laughs> right? I believe that's what happened with Chris. The rumors were, remember the rumors with Chris when she was married to the Kardashian, allegedly. These were rumors. I can't say they're facts. But one of the rumors was that people used to spread that Chris, when Chris was married to Shapiro or whatever, I mean the Kardashian, their daddy, her first husband, that, first, you know, some people say they were deeply religious, but some people say that they were into swinging too, right? And so one of the rumors was that they would have these parties and they would go to swinger parties and stuff like that, and they sw- allegedly. Now, I'm going to tell you. Be very careful in being in a committed situation with a scarp. I just say this because eventually, sometimes people will just be into that and like it, and that's okay sexually, but a Scorpio can fool you because they could be judging how much you care for them. And if that was true about Chris Kardashian when she was married to the Kardashian, if Chris at some point since that there was not enough care. Like, she's like, damn, he just, I mean, he's, he's okay with swapping. He don't love me so much that he don't he don't see no problem with that. Then she took that shit to the next level because she was judging him. And that's why she went off and started messing with other men. And she started blah, blah, because she's secretly judging. <laughs> she's secretly throwing tests at his ass. And a test might have been a damn uh, swinger thing. Okay, and so I feel like, you know, that, that was a disrespect. 
I used to, I even had this uh, same thing with, with when she married Jenner, Bruce. People said that years ago that she knew that Bruce had a problem with, with cross-dressing. Uh, that, that, but she was so passionate about Bruce. She really liked Bruce. And if Bruce told her at any time probably, hey, I'm not going to be, you know, doing the wearing women's clothing. I only want to be with you. I'm in love with you or whatever. If he told her that, she held that him to that shit. And if it any moment she caught him in that marriage wearing cross-dressing, and that's my suspicion. My suspicion is that this is quite a lot of one-on-one theory about the Kardashians, that Chris may have caught him at some point cross-dressing, and that's why she demasculated his ass on television until he came out. That Scorpio dug and dug and dug until he showed up and said, shit, I'm just going to transform into a woman. That's what being married to a Scorpio. You bet. You got to be careful. <laughs> Scorpio Safari is the sign of transformation. And we, and why cancers are the most psychic and deep of the bunch in the water signs. Even sometimes can be more psychic than the Pisces. You know what I'm saying? Pisces is the most deep, probably. But listen. A Scorpio job is to transform. They will show who the fuck you are. They will. And Erica has shown you what you are. She's digging at you. You. That's why you want to run out of there. You should. Because she about to turn into, she going to turn into Chris on your ass. And that's what I believe happened there, that, that, that he had to eventually come out because that was every bit of Chris. It, it, she might have been doing it unconsciously. Like, people would always talk about how Chris was uh, emasculating, uh, what's his, uh, was uh, kind of taking away uh, Bruce's masculinity on the show. People would always say Bruce looked weak on the show when they were married and stuff like that. And, and, and people, Scorpio's a strong sign anyway. But I really believe that at one point, if she felt that his love wasn't strong enough to make, keep him out of being whatever, she probably, you know, keep him out of uh, being those feelings of being a woman, she probably sensed that as betrayal. And then she could see, she, she, she started picking at him until he became what he was. That's the shit you got to deal with Scorpios, okay? <laughs> All right, because, like, like Scorpios will send something and be like, "Well, what the fuck? Like, are you gonna? So you don't? You don't just hide? You don't hide? About that? And they'll dig at that mask until it come the fuck off. It sure will. So I will say, <laughs> and especially if they feel betrayal. And I think that Erica feels some form of. But my thing is when reading on Erica and them, I could be wrong. But reading on Erica, and let me say that I could be wrong, wrong, wrong. But reading on Erica in the last several months of them arguing, it started right after she defended him, people from calling him a a chump and stuff. Then the OnlyFans thing happened. And then since then, it's gone downhill because I feel that OnlyFans shit, maybe they needed money, and that shit was a test. And that show, if you show her you couldn't take care of her, she like, Nick, you you got me on OnlyFans? I'm your wife. She might not have said that to you. But she thinks that's how you should be. Maybe. I'm just saying she might have felt that way deep on the inside while saying something on the outside because she's playing nine games in a test. Scorpios do that shit. I'm a Scorpio. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just going to let y'all know. 
I'm gonna have a Scorpio Libra type, but it that real shit. You don't fuck with Scorpio like that because they will bring out who the fuck you really are. So they speak, so they can see you. You know, I've done this to friends. Like, I've had friends where I've been like, like, I know they didn't like me, and I unconsciously did it. Like, I know a friend was secretly jealous of me. Like, I would feel it one day, like, in my spirit, when I was a younger Scorpio. And I feel it in my spirit, and I didn't know how to confront it with my words. You know what I'm saying? Because so, when you get older, you learn how to confront things with your words. Not all the time, though. You know, and I got that Virgo, too, in me, and Virgos can be like that, too. So I was like, I would see a friend, like, do something, I'd be like, hmm. So what I would do is I would nitpick at that friend until they showed themselves. It's just wild. I do that kind of stuff, okay? So this is what I think is going on with Safari and Erica Minya. Hopefully they get it together, child, but, you know, it's messy out in these streets, okay? So I, I don't think they're going to get it together. I think Erica needs a divorce as soon as possible, okay? And they need to go on and raise that baby up and co-parent the best way they can. All right, so you guys, we're going to go on a break. I'll be back in a moment. We're going to come back, and we have more news to get into uh, and uh, more stories uh, to talk about. Meanwhile, here's Michael Jackson, Baby Be Mine. I'll be back in a moment.
for the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news. Tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk. Hey, what's up, y'all? I am back on the Carolina Chatwood Show. Okay, so we talking about Erica, uh, Minya, and Safari. Listen, that's not for all Scorpios. I'm just saying that when you're in an immature space sometimes, sometimes the, the lack of communication, Scorpios can be where they can pick at you until you bring out your real face, like, because they already see it. So they'll pick at you. I still do that sometimes. I don't realize I'm doing it. But you can we we have this thing where we pick at people because we see them. We can see you like we can we can see y'all, <laughs> or we can see you know like after I mean you know like sometimes we can we literally see we can literally see like I had that friend that just didn't like me and I saw it and I was like okay I'm gonna eventually bring it I'm gonna do stuff until she really tells the truth so or shows the truth. So, like, I feel like that's what happened with Erica Minya. I feel that's what happened with Kris Kardashian with her first marriage. And I feel like that's happening with Erica Minya now with Safari. That Erica wants to prove her belief on Safari. That Safari is really a selfish and what all the things that she said. <laughs> okay, so I am back on the CC show. Um, you know, there's a... Uh, they said hundreds of rally in New York City to protest attacks on Asian Americans. This is according to the New York Post. They said hundreds of people rallied in Lower Manhattan Saturday to protest increasing violence against Asian Americans. The rally in Folly Square was near the site of Thursday's attack on a 36-year-old Asian man who was stabbed in the stomach. Police arrested Salomon Mulasi, 23, who was initially charged with attempted murder, has a hate crime and assault, has a hate crime among others. It says, we will not accept hatred in New York City. Stop Asian hate. This is the message we have to get out, not just in New York City, but all over the country. Stop Asian hate. Stop it now. Mayor de Blasio told the crowd. Let me just say something, okay? And, uh, you know, no kind of hate is tolerated, okay? You know, nobody likes uh, the hate of any group of people, okay? But I will say this. A lot of times people be hyping up stuff, and I'm noticing with the Asians attack they've been having, some people at the hem, like being black people, Black people is not, I'm going to tell you, my, I, I, I don't believe a lot of black people are sitting around saying, you know what, I'm going to attack Asians today because it's been like, you know, this kind of stigma put on black. Because Asians been in black communities running businesses, with some people even say exploiting black people for the longest. And nobody's, now, see, we got to determine are these hate crimes or are these people with mental illnesses? Are people robbing people? That's a different story. But hate crimes, is that really what's happening here? I don't know. I'm not sure yet. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if this is the new thing that everybody's holding on to, the Asian community being attacked. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying that when we start saying black people, because I noticed that was one thing kind of narrative that's starting to be, they've been in a community for a long time. Uh, nobody reported the stories of these, uh, like a lot of Asian hair, some like three or four Asian hair guys in the summer was hitting black women coming into their stores that had issues with products or something, you know, beating up on African So nobody talks about that. But I don't believe that's happening as an African-American thing against Asian thing. I think that's what people were trying to say. Mm-mm. I'm trying to, I don't believe that whatsoever. Now, if it's a tax coming on from other communities and other groups, okay, that's a, I don't know. But I will say that 
I am suspicious of like what is it about because some people seem like they were just mentally ill. So I don't know if there's an attack. What we you know what what's going on? Yes, a lot of them. When you start reading into the stories, like one story I read was actually a robbery. I don't know, you know. But I just I feel like that uh, you know. Uh, Nobody should be uh, hit on because of their race, obviously. Black people know that more than anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that that uh, that's a pretty interesting thing. And I'm going to keep a hold to some of these stories and start reading them more. But, um, yeah. Hmm. Lana Richie. Y'all got mad at Lana. <laughs> Lana Richie fans go wild over age gap with girlfriend Lisa Paragi. Paragi? Paragi? Lana Richie and his girlfriend Lisa Paragi kicked off the week by throwing Twitter into a tizzy over their age gap. On Monday, a photo of the couple popped back up on social media with Richie 71 cuddling up to lifestyle blogger. Then gave her a title now. Uh, who is reportedly in her 30s? Lionel Richie with his new bae. She's 71 and she's 30. Love wins, I think I posted with the pic, which Richie, Richie initially shared for Valentine's Day. Although Richie and Pirati have reportedly been dating since 2014, Twitter unsurprisingly had plenty to say about the pair's apparent age difference. To his credit, he don't look 71, a fan responded. Okay, He looks good for his age. That's what I said. 40 years gap has been she was zero when he was 40. Um, Richie, who currently serves on a judge on American Idol, has three children, uh, you know, and everything. Listen, this young lady, I understand what she's doing. She's practicing hypergamy. She's trying to get a high-value man. She's probably trying to get in on Lionel Richie's estate. He's 71. Um, He's not that bad looking at 71. Uh, The energy factor, though. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, y'all talk about R. Kelly's ass, but men do this all the time. I mean, I can name some famous uh, R&B singers and stuff right now that have all that been just messing with young girls. I mean, they like young them younger. You know, here's I, and you know, there's this idea of controlling women. Women grow. Women very women are very smart. Um, there's probably no control there. Here's the thing. Uh, he might want somebody that's more energetic. He may feel like a woman his age is not energetic. I know some very energetic sixty-some-year-olds and stuff like that. You know. But maybe he wants a 30-some-year-old, okay? And maybe she makes him feel youthful, and she's different from him. And maybe it keeps him relating to young people in some sort of way. You know what I'm saying? Because some people are in denial about their age. And at 71, you know, here's my thing, you know, old-ass Lionel. She's too damn young, in my personal opinion. And she's definitely after the estate planning. Now, Lisa, here's what I would tell you. Yeah, she got daddy issues. Like his own child. His own child was running around here with Scott Disick. It ain't daddy issues. Here's what I would say. I mean, there's a lot of better catches out there. I know Lionel Richie got a catalog, but he got three kids, three ass kids who's going to push back on fucking estate shit. 
So if you're gonna fuck with them, fuck with them as long as you can out there. Maybe if you, unless you probably have a baby and get in on the estate action too. <laughs> I mean, girl, this I mean, I don't know if it's worth it. Uh, but Lionel, she's thirty. I mean, you know, I can see a fifty-year-old. I can see running around with a forty-five-year-old. Okay, a forty-some-year-old. And I know the the men who are like, well, I run around with a thirty. He wants to feel young. He wants to feel youthful. There's some youthful forty-some-year-olds. I mean, I feel like there has to be, there should be a more age appropriation for him, appropriate person for him. Uh, he has probably a lot of insecurities on the inside. Lionel Richie's had, remember, Lionel Richie was married to Brenda Richie, got his ass kicked when he was cheating. (laughs) (laughs) Then he was married to the other woman who tried to take, what is it, like 75, what's Lionel, what's she take, what's she she trying to take about from Lionel Richie, like $75,000 a month? Oh, my. (laughs) He was asking for some ridiculous ass money. Um. Uh. <laughs> I. You know. I, I, Lionel. Uh. Oh. Well, this explains it. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it just from talking about him. I wasn't sure though. Lionel's a fucking Gemini, okay? Oh, fuck, shit. For the Aries moon. <sighs> Geminis, they, y'all get such a bad rep, but it's kind of some kind of true a little bit that they're, you know, to... Geminis are forever youthful. You know what I'm saying? You know, young, very young spirited uh bunch. You know what I'm saying? It is it's a it's a it's a sign it's to me it's a sign of zodiac of youth. And I'm not surprised that he look at Prince's ass. Prince's ass, y'all talk about R. Kelly, but you should read Prince's background, some of the shit he, I think he was messing with some girls when they was like seventeen allegedly. Like young. Like I mean I just feel like I'm not saying Gemini dudes. I'm just saying Gemini's are a sign of youthfulness. They have a youthful demeanor to them, and they have a sense of liking freedom. And this might be unconventional for him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some unconventional shit. He's got in his. Uh, he's got. He's got that Aries there with us. He's got. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised here. You know, listen. I mean, he hasn't been very stable in relationships. <laughs> his first relationship, Brenda kicked his ass. I thought him and Brenda was going to get back together for a minute because he was hanging out allegedly with her and stuff they were saying. And I was hoping they would find their way back, but you know, she was. <laughs> Brenda whooped, they allegedly whooped his ass. Did he found him with that, with that woman? <laughs> No, they say she just she didn't just whoop his ass. She whooped his ass and the girl bad face. (laughs) 
Now, in my opinion, you know who would make a good couple? I'm about to say this. I'm about to throw it because she was on that on, on the a line of Richie behind the music. Holly Berry would be cute for him. She's young enough. She's cute, and he he's old. They would make a cute little couple. Maturity. I mean, she likes the R and B singer. Lionel's mature with a nice catalog and he's very high value. That's age appropriate. Like if if he was messing with Holly Berry, I would be like, she, Holly Berry's fifty five. What's Holly Berry? Fifty four, fifty three, or fifty four? Looks like she's twenty four. She looks better than his girlfriend. Facts at fifty. So no offense to the girlfriend. The girlfriend's pretty, but Holly Berry looks damn good. Okay, uh, fifty some years old, Holly Berry. You need some, you need a somebody who's stable. He's a very high value dude. You have two children. He has some children. She was in his his behind the music as one of his good friends, right? I remember that when I saw his behind the music. But she would be cute with him. That's more age appropriate. I know. I would see that. Like she's she's not so young that she doesn't get like like she doesn't understand. She it's like a it's not that big of a gap. It's still youthful, but that's what kind of woman I think he needs to find, like a woman who is youthfully but age-appropriate. Because 30, 30 years old is like Steely Dan's Hey 19. You know that song, Hey 19 by Steely Dan? We can't dance tonight. Hey 19, that's Rita Franklin. She don't know the queen of soul. <laughs> kind of what it's like. But he is a Gemini and stuff like this. He's having fun with that shit. 2004, he probably fucked with other women, probably. I don't know, because Gemini's, you know, they should be. I don't know. Depends on what I'll try. I don't too much know too many Gemini males, but I don't know too many Gemini males who have just settled. Like, like you know. Like, look at, like, you know, I always look at Lisa Bonet and, like, and Lenny Kravitz, like you know that much. You know that I, I, I believe that. My, I have my theory on Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. Y'all have heard it, or if y'all heard me talk about it, she's a Scorpio. And I think that was that that right there. She, she, I think she was into that. But that's Scorpios and Gemini's. I don't know. Why do Scorpios do that shit? But anyway, I think she got into this with this Gemini and then realized he couldn't be loyal. Like, I mean, I'm not saying all Gemini males. I know y'all getting mad at me. Okay, no, not all of y'all. It depends. Not all of you. Just a lot of y'all. Not all of you, though. And I think, like, yeah. Like, you know, like, that's just like, you know, we would, like, we would probably be like, hell no. Like, you know, but he, he probably needed a little bit more somebody. He's never been back with anybody either. You see that? He's just a roamer. He's just roaming out here on this day, roaming and longing for Lisa. <laughs> but he wants her, to, this is my imagination of him. He wants her to be wifey at home where he roams. <laughs> I mean, and not roam. It's okay for you to roam because Scorpios don't care nothing about roaming. Because you know what, Scorpios give a fuck. We we like people to roam. We like to roam our damn self. We like to be out and about and going about our business. We like to have our own damn life. Scorpios don't like to be, don't like uh, that too much our damn self. But roam, what do you mean by roam? Is it like roaming with other bitches? No. <laughs> so I think that that is a problem. For, that was a problem for her. I, that's my personal opinion. 
Now, Lionel Richie, he's had that issue in his, uh, you know, life. I mean, you know, who was Brenda Richie? Brenda Richie's like, was she 75, 68 now? Brenda Richie, I think she was, she might have been. Was Brenda Richie, uh, she was either, was she a Virgo or, see, I know, I'd be paying attention to people. But, you know, she wasn't, listen, nobody's going to put up with that shit for too long. I mean, you know, what if she, she was a Virgo, she's a Virgo, yeah. Oh, but she's got an ascendant in Gemini. Actually, I don't see why they didn't stay together. She can understand them a lot. Uh, <laughs> but she wasn't putting up that shit with that Virgo. Okay, but listen, I'm not surprised here that he's dating this 30 year old. I'm just not. It's it's there's no surprise for me. Um, Gemini's like to roam. They like usefulness. They like things that are different. Prince, uh, facts. Uh, Kanye can't keep the Kanye can stay. Seems like loyal. I don't know if Kanye's been faithful to Kim, but Kanye can seem like he can stay loyal. But he seemed like his head is everywhere. Like, he's all over the fucking place. So Kim can't deal with that. I mean, so, you know, like, the, the but you, when you look at major Geminis out there in public, I mean, not all Geminis, because obviously it depends on your chart, but major Geminis out there, I mean, you see this a lot. You see a lot of Gemini male celebrities. You see them tend to go more youthful. I'm not surprised at that. Not at all. Now, for me, I think Lionel Richie, you know, and I, and, 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 yeah, you know, I thought, of, you know, Lisa Bonet and them to say that that's, you know, that like a, that's an example of where a Scorpio could not put up with, like, you know, like just went ahead and let him go. But, 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 you know, we ain't going to put up with that. But however... Unless you're an unconventional Scorpio, there are a lot of unconventional Scorpios. Okay? Don't don't twist, don't get it twisted. But now, I mean, I think he'd make a better. My personal opinion, Lionel, is you should go for Holly Berry. Holly Berry, my personal opinion is <laughs> I don't want to break you and Van Hunt up, but if it don't work, you like the R&B star dude. Uh, she's seventy-one. He still looks good. I think it would actually be stability for Holly Berry. She's a Leo. Now, that Leo and Gemini, I don't know how that shit will work. Because <laughs> Leo's like Scorpio. They fix, and Leo's will be out here. Hey, well, she, Holly Berry might burn some shit up like you out here fucking around. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, I don't know. You know, but I just... I, I saw that, and I thought everybody was tripping about that, but I'm actually, you know, I'm not surprised on that. I'm not surprised that he did make that choice. Uh, Zendaya, Zendaya tells Vanity Affair um, to make a question gender neutral after being asked what she most likes in a man, okay? It says, this is according to Daily Mail. Uh, Daily Mail says, Hollywood fire Zendaya has revealed kindness is the quality she most likes in a person. Speaking on Vanity Fair is the proud questionnaire, she was asked it, what she likes most likes in the man. The 24-year-old star from Oakland, California said she would rather ask, be asked what she likes most in a person, making the question general neutral. I'm most liking a person. person. I, I'm most liking a person. How about that? It's such a big question. Question, what is the quality I like most in someone, said the Spider-Man star, okay? Uh, I would say kindness is the 
it is kind of not the best way to describe it, but some people are just good people, and you can feel it as the cover girl. And I don't know how to explain that, but there's a little spark they have, or this little special thing that they have that just uh, you feel safe and happy around them. Okay, now here is what I would say to that, okay? Now, I would have came back as a reporter and said, well, I asked you that not as a gender neutral, like what you like in humanity, but as someone that you would date. So are we getting an exclusive here? Are you now saying you're bisexual? Because that, to me, means that you're bisexual. But don't be extra when somebody's trying to ask you what qualities you like in a man. You know the fuck she's talking about. She asking you what she likes for the fellas out there that like your ass. They know what to work on. And I can see if she said, I don't want to answer that question because I'll, I'll know it when I see it or something like that. But to be saying, like, oh, well, do you mean that in what do I like in a person? You mean that do I like in a man has dating as far as dating? Should be cute and gender neutral, like, for a question like that is fucking stupid unless you're bisexual. That's the only thing I'm assuming that she's bisexual because that, that question was, was formed, in my opinion, to sort of come at you as what do you like in a date? Or somebody who would be a potential mate for you. I hate when that's. I don't like that Zendaya. I just didn't like that. But that's her. That's up to her to act Hollywood like that. I just think that you know what the fuck people are talking about when they uh, when, <laughs> when they say it to you. We ain't gonna get. I hope these these little kids out here are gonna be so easy to in nineteen eighty four with shit like this. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Okay, it's ridiculous in my opinion. All right. Uh, FBI Soho Channel store robbery uh, suspect bragged on social media, okay? Listen to this nut, okay? Federal agents and New York Police Department investigators identified and arrested a Brooklyn man for robbing a high-end boutique in Manhattan because the thief bragged about his haul on social media, authorities said. Authorities arrested Eric Spencer in Fort Lauderdale, Florida over the weekend over the weekend, the U.S. attorney said he faces an armed robbery, robbery charge in connection with a brazen daytime smash-and-grab style robbery of Chanel's store in Soho on February 2nd, or 3rd, he said. In a since-deleted post, this, deleting it ain't going to help, dumbass. They just uh, they'll pull that shit right on up. Spencer bragged on social media that he has so many luxury items that he could open his own small boutique, according to a criminal com- uh, complaint filed in federal court. Spencer posted that he had so much double CRN, uh, double CRN, I can open a small boutique, FRFR, according to the complaint. Like, people wouldn't know what double C is. And right now, oh, my God, he thought he was speaking in code. He's such an idiot. Such an idiot. Like, how you going to, first of all, you did a robbery in daytime. You was lucky to get away with that shit. And then the second thing is you go on social media to try to sell your stolen shit. Like, these kids don't, they have they not, there are no honor among thieves that y'all can tell him, the old school thieves, and say, you don't go on social media and sell your shit. Like, what are you talking about? I got enough for a small boutique. You're just an idiot. There is no honor among thieves, by the way. But it's just, just, it's just dumb. It's so many dummies in the world. It's so many. Why do you, what, now you're facing a federal trial. Oh, God. This is crazy. 
you are listening to the Archive Show, remember you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also hit me up on Carly's underscore Galaxy on Instagram and on Twitter, Carlotta72 and the Chatwood Show, okay? And on Clubhouse, uh, Carlotta Chatwood, okay? All right. You got I forgot to talk about Jay-Z selling the Ace of Spades champagne or what, Ace of Spades part or a portion of it or something like that. Sounds like a fire sale to me. But uh, listen, because they have an undisclosed amount where they're not telling how much they sold it for, mm-hmm, it sounds like a fire sale. Like Oprah was giving back half her money and stuff. See, black politics is important out in these damn streets, not just being a fucking inspiration. But here's the deal. Because you know, remember, Jay Z said he is—he is like he's an inspiration. Just his being is all we need to be inspired. Anyway, but you can hear a great talk. I'm gonna listen to it tonight myself after the D'Angelo uh, tone talk. I'm going to hear what Antonio Moore has to say about it. He's talking about it on one of his things about um, talking about Jay-Z and the sale. And he probably give you a little bit more information about uh, uh, the sale going on that happened with Jay-Z this week, uh, selling off, um, uh, selling off a portion of that uh, uh, company. You know, I have a very interesting take about Jay-Z. Remember years ago when they dissed Chris Dow, when Chris Dow kind of came out and said, you know, because I wasn't mad at Chris Dow. I didn't think it was racist that I think it was kind of implying a certain, I think it was classist, elitist, what they said. But I was not angry with Chris Dow when Chris Dow was saying, because most, most Negroes back then weren't buying no Chris Dow. You was watching people on the videos using these rappers and stuff. But they, but they, he was saying that, you know, and I've talked about this on the show. He said that JC claimed that he got mad because JC was using Chris Dow and other rappers was using Chris Dow's songs. And he was saying, hey, you know, I mean, he would prefer that they didn't use it because it, the way he said it, in my opinion, was they were, they were cheaply using the fucking, I mean, it was a drink that was considered for elite, and it was a drink that was considered, like, I think it was made for the Tsar of Russia, and these motherfuckers was using it on videos, spraying it on people, women. And they was uh, 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 having a party with Cristal and champagne waterfalls and shit. Like, Cristal wasn't shit. If the man didn't say nothing, Cristal was probably going to end up at the uh, 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 TJ Maxx store. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you. Because hip-hop can be very, uh, can wear the fuck, a brand the fuck out. You was cheapening the brand is what the man was saying. I don't think he was trying to be racist. I think he was, it was a lot of publicity surrounding around Ace of Spades. But I think Jay-Z used that and the powers that be behind him to launch his shit, Ace of Spades. I don't know how well it did at that point. But let me just say this. A lot of hip-hop stars stopped using Cristal and stuff. and Because Cristal, they used it because Cristal was to show wealth. And elitism. They were using it for elitist reasons too in their videos saying, We got so much fucking money, we can just spray Cristal over bitches. Now, I'm, if I'm not person of Cristal and I'm just seeing you in a, a video because my high, I got high end clientele, and this is a drink that was made for the Tsar of Russia, and you bitches as well is, is spraying it over video holes, I got problems. <laughs> My elitist ass want to keep selling it to my elite. It, they wanted to keep the allure and mystique of the brand. 
and not and, and while it was elitist and classist, what they were trying to say is, bitch, Cristal is not supposed to be sprayed over fucking people. Like it's not that's not what we use it for in this in this in this business. I mean in this world. And you are cheapening the fuck out my brand. They by then they had cheaped his brand. I actually think Jay Z was used to cheap it and hip hop was used to cheapen up the brand so that competition can go better on high end. They fucked his brand up. They it wasn't Jay Z's boycott that fucked the brand up because they didn't need Jay Z. They Chris Dow did not need to be promoted. Jay Z and them were not promoting it. Chris hip hop at that time. White kids was just going coming on to hip hop, but hip hop was a hood, you know, was more hood, a lot of hood people. It might be some dealers in the club that can afford some hip uh crystal, but most black people at those times are some doctors and a few doctors and lawyers, very few percentage of black people at that time could afford fucking crystal. I mean there was a percentage, but very few. In the entertainment world, maybe in the one percenters. But Crystal was expensive as fuck. It was it wasn't made to be. They didn't need them to advertise their brand. It was not that type of brand. Jay Z did a, a kind of a psyop by telling it, making it sound like it, we gave them plenty of publicity. But he's like, I don't need your fucking publicity. Your fucking publicity is cheapening my brand, and not because you black. It's because you cheating the drink. For me, as I called it, they was cheapening the drink. Crystal is not is a drink you don't need to brag on that you got Crystal, but because you is you you ain't never had it, y'all sitting up here bragging on it all the time. You thinking the man needed your publicity? Actually, you hurt his brand by all of y'all mentioning it on the song. Then the elites no longer really wanted to take, drink it because they saw all these rap people just spraying it out like it wasn't shit over the TV and everything, and so the elites is like, oh. I mean, the regular people are using Cristal now. I mean, is that really that important? I mean, they're spraying it on, on women in video. Jay-Z didn't end shit. Let's say that. Okay? He didn't end a fuck. He, he helped demise, bring the demise about it by bragging. He was one of the rappers that bragged on it a little too damn much. And it brought about the demise. I mean, I don't know. Cristal, is it back to being that type of drink anymore? It's still expensive. I think the like the real real one, the real brute one is like it's it's really since there's a brute one that's the kind of cheaper, and then there's a the real high end. You know, it was a thing. It never was publicized like that. Hip hop came along and sometimes publicizing the thing cheapens it out. It's just facts. Okay, so I don't think I I don't think Jay Z boycotted shit and did shit to Chris Dow. He the only thing y'all rappers did y'all fucked up Chris Dow putting it on songs and spraying it on people all over. The, you fucked up the man's brand that way. But your boycott didn't do shit because it was never uh, sold to your the people at the time you were selling to the people at the time you were showing this black aspirational hood kind of uh, life could not afford it. They were living vicariously through you on rap videos and songs. So you wasn't selling nobody. Your boycott didn't do shit. So I, I don't credit Jay-Z with none of that shit. If Chris Dow did have any down sales, it wasn't because of Jay-Z's ass uh, boycotting. It was because Jay-Z's ass talking about it every five seconds in a song or any other rapper and cheapening the brand by the way they treated it. Not because they were black, but by the way they treated the, the the stuff in music videos made it quite normal. They didn't want it to be bragged on. It was it's who got it, who drinks it, drinks it. 
the elite know when you when you put out a bottle of crystal. They ain't got to say, I'm drinking crystal. I'm doing this. They ain't got to say that because they know when they bring out a bottle, wealthy people know. They like, oh, if you bragging, Negroes, who ain't never had no money, if I got crystal, that wasn't the thing to do. That's what he's trying to tell you. I never thought it was racist. Anyway. So Ace of Spades, you need to look at that. I think JD did some trickery on that. But look at that. Uh, look at uh, Antonio Moore talk about that. I think it would be really interesting on uh, uh, on his YouTube channel. Okay? And uh, the next story, what other story I want to say? Uh, oh, Stevie Wonder, they talking about here in these streets, talking about he might move to Ghana. Now, listen, y'all, Stevie got a lot of money. Stevie can move to Ghana. But I'll tell y'all, if any of y'all else is thinking about moving to Ghana, okay, y'all, I'm going to tell y'all what my mama was talking to shit one time. I told y'all, my mama out here in these streets. <laughs> my mama, my mama's uh, different. <laughs> Talking about she going to go to Ghana. <laughs> she going to live with the average. Until you watch the YouTube videos of black people who actually do it, and they tell you how expensive and everything and all the shit that comes with you. So y'all trying to go back to Africa? Mm-hmm, you might change your mind. You better watch some realistic people who have done that shit. Don't try to listen to Stevie's ass. Stevie said the Ghana and president or somebody promised him some land. So y'all can't fuck with him, okay? So he's got presidents promising the land. They ain't doing that to everybody. I mean, I know they've got the come back home thing. Uh, unless you offering dual citizenship and I ain't got to do nothing for it and stuff like that, then it don't sound like you offering me to come back home. It's it just, you know, and plus we are, and for black America, we are at home. But if Stevie want to go over there, I love you for Stevie Wonder, but do what you got to do, Stevie. I get it. He got the money and the means to go over and do what he needs to do. But for anybody else who's about to try to do that, Trust me, read and study. There's a lot of people, African-American people, who are on uh, YouTube and everything, and they will tell you the facts about living overseas in Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they might surprise some of y'all. Y'all be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all be like, shit, I'm saying my ass. <laughs> and some people may take the journey anyway. And that's a beautiful thing if you want to take the journey anyway and just live abroad or something like that. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? But uh, uh, just understand what you're getting into, okay? Because Stevie got money. So don't be coming, I'm going to do that Stevie money. Go get living down. You understand the cops, okay? Uh, also, uh, uh, Golden Globes and this to having, not having any black voters. Listen, I talked about the Golden Globes years ago and talked about how they audience be lily white, but they call themselves the foreign press. How the fuck you going to be the foreign press and ain't got no black people hardly in your audience? How the fuck you going to be the foreign press and hardly ever have any black people winning or any other people of uh, too many other ethnic groups, but you the fucking foreign press? I mean, is white people the, like, the thing all over the world? I guess so. So they they say they don't have no black voters. Not surprised here. I'm not gonna read the article. Waste of time. Who cares? Okay. Who cares? Who cares? And some people think Daniel Kaluuya ought to been nominated. No, I don't think so. I'll tell you this. I think the actors within the movie uh, 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 about uh, Judas and the Messiah, Black Messiah. I feel like. The actors surrounding Daniel Kaluuya were very good, and they helped him. But I can hear Daniel Kaluuya's accent a lot. So maybe because he's going to Costco and shit. Daniel Cook going to Costco, but he did a good, decent job. But not, I don't know if I give him an Oscar or a Golden Globe. It's what it is. 
All right, y'all. <laughs> that is your show for this week. I don't know if I have time this week. I may come on and try to do another show. But, hey, I want to explain to y'all, on the 20th of March, God bless, okay, we are going to have the young lady who did my boudoir pictures, uh, Nivia Hansen, who is a great photographer, is going to be on here discussing boudoir, shoot, boudoir shoots. So for any women who want information on boudoir shoots and how you should uh, – uh, uh, you know, how you should prepare for them, what they're like and everything. You want to listen to this show. Also, you want to listen to this show for Nivia and her background. Nivia used to be in corporate America. She left corporate America to do this, to become a photographer, and she's done really well at it. So you kind of want to hear her story anyway, okay? So put that on your schedule. March the 20th, she's going to be on here, and we're going to have that discussion about career, her career change to photographer and boudoir shoot. Okay, and you know, hopefully I encourage some of y'all out there and have a little, have fun and do y'all a little sexy shoot. Okay, all right, I am out. You guys have a really, really good, good, good weekend. Okay, see y'all. Let me see what we're gonna end with. We're gonna end it with. Oh, I love this one. When I was a kid, I used to play shit out this song. I used to play shit out this album. It's one of my favorite Stephanie Mills albums. Here it is. We're going to leave with Keep Away Girls with Miss Ste- from Miss Stephanie Mills. I'm Cece, Carlotta Chatwood, and I will see y'all sometime in the next show. <laughs> All right, I'm out. Mm-hmm.